right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the one and only Break the Bell podcast. I'm I'm assuming this is the one and only Break the Bell podcast. You know, I never looked. I didn't. I don't think I did either. So yeah. maybe we should check that out sometime. Well, no one's come after us, so I That's true. we just run well, with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of small time at this point for yeah. people to even consider coming after us, so... Welcome back to the Break the Bell podcast. Bill, it has been a while since yes. I've sat across from you. It has been, I know. Because we did that re- that interview last week, and we recorded it early in the week, yeah. so it wasn't our typical Sunday night. It was Sunday actually the, 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 fall, the Thursday before, and then um, our, our, is this our third apocalypse this year that's hit? Uh, fourth, fifth? Si- uh, yeah, I, I, yeah we, we've had I'm quite not sure. a, we've had a couple this year. So yeah, the, the hurricane in Iowa. Yeah, because so. we had to, uh, I had to, by the grace of God, my power came on, on, I think, Tuesday night. So I quickly pounded out a, an intro nice. for that. Because like I said before, we were, we were planning on doing more of a show. Right. Yeah, we're going um, to actual show. Yeah, and have a, a first half and have the interview the second half, and we're going to do some current events and stuff. But um, with the hurricane coming through the Midwest, which right. which doesn't happen ever, um, <laughs> our power got knocked out. Fortunately, we got ours back on, so I knocked out an intro real quick and got the video uploaded yeah. uh, for everyone's ears on time on Wednesday. I was surprised because I didn't have internet. So yeah, I had to, that's impressive. And cell service was shoddy at best oh everywhere. Yeah, it was nasty. I found one spot at our office where I had good enough signal that I could um, hotspot my laptop to yeah. uh, upload last week's episode on Wednesday on time. So like all that to say, I haven't seen you since Thursday of over right. a week ago. We can have four Thursday this in this format. format. Yes. Yeah. Like as far as podcasting related yeah so it's nice to kind of be back in the yeah. normal and this is luxury for me like because i don't have power i was yet. gonna say you still don't have power so <laughs> yeah. just sitting in lights is probably luxury yeah. for you. i know it's like you know we got the campfire going mm-hmm. and yeah it's uh no which i i got i get um updates from the city i subscribe to like email updates from the city and i got one today saying um, there's going to be a temporary ban on recreational fires I due to that. blah blah blah, and it's just like what you're just taking yeah. any little joy <laughs> that is left of <laughs> people. But they did say that if you needed it to cook food, you could cook food, yeah. which is good. But right. but still, I'm just like that's that's yeah. dumb. We, we were getting to the point where we were building like um like these these huge fences with the trees we cut down, and we we're going to start like um we we're going to fight for warlord for our district <laughs> and just kind of go zip code to zip code. <laughs> Might as well are we going full blown uh, Hunger Games yeah, already? Absolutely, it's yeah. been we, yeah District Five. Yeah, it's been a week <laughs> since uh um the hurricane happened, and we just instantly spiral out of control. Exactly. Too, it doesn't take a lot. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, and, and you see it too. Like um, there was a group. It was like a charity group. I can't think of who it was that had bought a generator, yeah. but they were, they were giving out food and stuff. And somebody came up and fucking stole the generator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then some some group was handing out like had rolled up to a parking lot, was going to hand out free meals to people, and people just swarmed them yeah. and took all their food, yeah. took the blankets their kids had right. in the car, and it's just yeah. like this is like. I mean, yes, it's it's bad. It's a yeah. catastrophe here in town, but this right. is minor oh, compared yeah. to like. Oh yeah. Um. The hurricane, hot water. Yeah. So, like, like I mentioned, I think last week. Look at freaking um, Puerto Rico that got right. decimated what two years ago, and they yeah. still haven't bounced yeah. back completely. Yeah. And and this is how we act after this, after right. one 
But, one. you know, and that's the minority. I was telling Jen, you know, I, I one of the reasons I love Iowa is, you know, this shit happened and it's like everybody gets to work. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, neighbors pull out chainsaws. They start helping clean out streets. They're directing traffic through each other's yards. It's like, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they don't sit around and wait for someone to come save them. Yeah, you know? I, I took my truck out and some straps. I was going to try pull that the night of, and I was going to try pulling some trees off the streets. Yeah. Um, the day of, um, right after I was trying to get back from a job in another town. So I completely missed out on the storm. Oh, yeah. And I'd rolled up to this guy. His dog was out, and I noticed the dog was, like, terrified in the mm-hmm. ditch. And I, I got out, and a lady behind me got out to see where the dog went. Fortunately, it was just right there. The guy's driveway was completely blocked by a barn that fell down. So we stopped and helped him get his driveway clear because the guy Mm -hmm. looked like he was in total shock after, like, he lost. This was on a farm. He lost, like, a bunch of shit. And so, yeah, that's kind of the experience I've had. Um, I didn't have access to a chainsaw. I didn't want to ask anybody because, obviously, everybody's using it. Yeah. So I texted my brother-in-law and my father-in-law yesterday. I was like, hey, can I borrow a chainsaw? And they both were like, Hey, I got a chainsaw. Hey, we'll we'll be over tomorrow after work, and, yeah. and so they came over and ba- banged it out like yeah. within an hour. Got the stuff off our fence and stuff. So yeah, I, nice. I like that there is a good side of humanity out there yeah. still, right? Yeah, but then there's also the shitty side, yeah. and we both tend to come out. And, and well, and I've seen people on social media yelling like, "Where's the National Guard? You know, where where's FEMA?" And it's like, mm-hmm. do you really want National Guard and FEMA to come into right. the city because we're doing a good job mm-hmm. here? You know, it's well, like. Yeah. I've heard of people that came out and yelled at the, the linemen because they parked in their driveway to work on the power line. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, they're trying to get your fucking power up, yeah. and you're going to yell at them for parking in your driveway? Yeah. Like, like they're um, wor- Okay, we'll be back later. <laughs> you know they're working around the clock, too. Oh, they're yeah, probably absolutely. working like 20-hour shifts and yeah. stuff to get this back up because there was um, a section going out of town. Um, I take this road to hit go down towards the airport, and um, it's a side country road. And there was probably 10 power poles just falling in this oh, cornfield. Wow. And one day I drove down there to do a job, and the crews were just showing up. The next day I drove down there, all the poles and all the lines were already up. They wow. did it like in one day, 24 hours. And yeah. so my hat's off to the, the crews, the tree yeah. crews, and the, the linesmen that are working their asses off to yeah. get this done, and the people that are actually actually helping out around yeah and well and that's the other part of it i mean there was a lot of crops that were destroyed mm, so they said like 60 percent of the crops wow, are destroyed that's it's, crazy yeah so if you're complaining that food prices go up this winter that would that's be a good the hurricane reason. in iowa yep so so yeah and then there's been the big outcry like why why is nobody seeing this on the media you know why is nobody mm-hmm. seeing it and I, we've dealt with customers i've talked to a couple outside the state and they'll be like oh we got a customer with no power no internet it's like yeah because we got hit by a hurricane Oh, oh! Okay. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, but so that's what's going on with us. If you care, um, we are still working our asses off to get good stuff to and you. As yeah. you can tell, I mean, we don't let vacation stop us. We don't let uh, hurricane you know, stop us. Hurricanes. <laughs> we don't let it. You know, we're here all the time. <laughs> yeah, whether you want it or not, <laughs> in your face. <laughs> exactly. Um, we are gonna get into the show real quick. Um, we. For the second half of the show, we're going to call up. Um, he is the uh, the host of the System Is Down podcast, and he is also the man behind our uh, our one and only sponsor at the time, uh, which is GoulashMedia.net. They made our our wonderful logo. They've done some work for us, and um, 
He also does like political campaigns and um, different logo work and graphic design and stuff. So he, he's behind all of the um, Libertarian Party videos for Joe Jorgensen that you see out there right now. He is the creator, producer. Um, he's the brains behind it. So that is my brother, Daniel Smolt. He is he's a real fun guy to talk to. He's kind of what got me into podcasting is I did a little work on his show. And so we're going to call him up the second half. But before that, we don't want to leave you um, without the, the daily dose of um, the shit that's going on in the world. So um, we are going to breeze through some of the, the crazy stuff that is still going on in the world. And then we're going to give him a call up because election season's coming up. And so um, he's just going to talk about um, the Libertarian Party as well as we're going we're gonna to kind of pick his brain on some of these other political parties and all the shit that's going yeah, on. Get, with Get a little into Kamala. Yep, Kamala Harris. Um, he, he supposedly wants to talk. A bit about her because he thinks she's a freaking monster. Not not the wrestler. Not not Kamala Harris, oh, the monster. Okay. Monster. I, yes, I the monster. I no, uh, not the wrestler that just died, but um, the yes. the politician that just was currently elected as or not elected, but selected right. as Joe Biden's yeah. VP candidate. So we will get into that. But first, we want to get into the world, and so I'm gonna kick the intro. Before I do, don't forget. Go down, like, subscribe this video if you are watching on YouTube. Um, leave a comment. Leave a comment on iTunes and a review. Do all that fun stuff. Uh, you can find us on um, Facebook.com slash BreakTheBell or Twitter or Instagram at BreakTheBellPod, P-O-D. We're also on Parler now. I don't know if you know Parler. I didn't know that. It is um, kind of a conservative version of Twitter. We yes. are on that now. So if you're on Parler, um, look us up on there too Yes. because um, we're trying to branch out in as many ways as we can. Yeah. And share, share, share. Share, definitely share. Again, we say it every week. Um, you are our biggest sponsors. So you, you spreading this around is how we get around. So... Um, we're going to kick this video if you have no further input, Bill. I have no further input. All right, then. We're, we'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did he say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. What did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, everybody. Once again, here we are. Another week. More crazy stuff happening in the world. Um, Very crazy. Yeah, with all the stuff that's been going on locally, it's been kind of hard for me to focus on like what's actually going right. on in the world because, I mean, we have trees in our yard. We don't have power. It's just like it kind of puts you into perspective of um, focusing on yeah. the local level, not 
not necessarily. Yeah. I I barely had cell service for like three days afterwards. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, been kind of hard. But we did we did dig into some stuff. There there's definitely interesting things going on in the world. It's not like the world paused as mm-hmm. we paused because um as we kind of mentioned they don't really give a shit about the Midwest right. apparently. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Although I guess Trump's going to be in town tomorrow. He's going to be here. Yes, really. and that's going to suck. Yeah, traffic's <laughs> going to suck. Like it's not hard enough to drive around town, and now you get the president and the Secret Service blocking mm-hmm. off roads. It's so like, you know they got the power up wherever he's going oh, right away. Yeah. That was the first their oh, first yeah, priority. Right. Yeah. So where's he speaking at? Is it the cell center? Or? I don't know if he's talking or if he's just surveying the damage. And mm. you know he's going to talk somewhere because he's he's you know, going to talk. He's running. Yeah, he, and he has to talk. Right. Yeah, he, the, the guy he's, doesn't stop. This talking. is. Bigly damage. It's huge. <laughs> He'll probably be like, "This is like, I, I've seen far worse damage than this. This is like, this is just peanuts compared to the damage that and I." That was just in my bedroom in Las Vegas. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it's like when he um, decided that, or he kind of said he knew what it was like to be a military veteran because oh, he right. went to yeah. like military school. And right. Like yeah. he, he's got to bring his own life into it. Yeah. I, I know what it's like to be a veteran. I used to watch G.I. Joe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we, we got some interesting things to talk about um, around the world. But first, we're going to start right here in our country. Right. Um, the, the, the most interesting state we can always find interesting things is um, California. Yeah. Um, First of all, everybody's leaving California, which I I think is hilarious. All all the big like corporations oh, yeah. are leaving it, and I think we mentioned a few weeks ago that they're trying to turn. There, a lot of them are going to Texas, but a lot of them are trying to turn <laughs> Texas into California, which it's really counterproductive. Makes no sense. Like right. you leave a state because you hate it, but you want to make another state the same. Yeah. But um, that's not what we're here to talk about. I want to talk about this California state senator, and I'm going to pull up this article here. Because he is proposing, and and we talk about um, how, especially like when we're getting into like the the um, human trafficking stuff and and the Epstein stuff, uh, we brought up how they seem to be trying to normalize like pedophilia and yeah. making it um, so it's a, a kind of an orientation versus um, or a mental disorder versus um, right. something that you should like be disgusted by right yeah instead of a criminal offense yes a a mental health issue so california has decided to push the line further as california does um with this article by the daily wire it says california state senator fights for a bill that could alter sex offender registration for gay sex with minors not not all sex with minors no just specifically gay sex yeah why would it be different you know i i don't know that's a great question (laughs) Like it's like, a really good question. If if you're gonna push for uh, uh something like, doesn't this seem like discrimination against the the straight people that want to have sex with minors? I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. All right. So this says California state senator is seeking to salvage a bill that could decriminalize gay sex between adults and minors in some cases, not all cases, just some. Just some. Arguing that present state laws governing the sex offender registry unfairly discriminate against the LGBTQ community. Okay. wonder how. We'll find out, I'm sure. Okay. This is my favorite part. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, California State Senator Scott Weiner. That is his real name. <laughs> you can't even make this shit up anymore. I wonder if he's related to Anthony Weiner. I know, who was also a sex offender. Yes, yes. And just happened to have the last name Weiner. What was, <laughs> what was his, do you remember his um screen name? 
Oh, gosh. Oh, I'd have to. Maybe you could pull it up while I read this. But Yeah, okay. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco is using the last few weeks of the legislative session to mobilize support for SB 145, a bill he introduced last year that stalled in a key committee. Legislation would allow judges discretion over sex offender registration in all cases involving... <laughs> I'm guessing you found it? Carlos Danger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the one. Because Anthony Weiner wasn't a good Shh. enough... Um, I, I'm a spy. <laughs> I need your help. Carlos Danger. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, back to the article. Uh, Legislation will allow judges discretion over sex offender registration in all cases involving voluntary intercourse between teenagers age 14 to 17 who cannot legally consent and adults who are less than 10 years older. I don't know what this video is playing. As San Francisco Chronicle reported, if a man has vaginal intercourse... I gotta, I mean, I feel like I gotta read this in a true voice for the. <laughs> if a man has vaginal intercourse with an underage teenage girl, the I judge feel like can. You need a chalkboard. The, yeah. <laughs> the judge can, des, can decide whether he should be placed on the sex offender registry based on the facts of the case. But if anal or oral sex or vaginal penetration with anything other than a penis is involved, this is weird. It is really I weird. I feel gross I, I just know, I, I need to go shower after this. The adult must register as a sex offender. So only if a penis is involved can the judge have discretion. I, I love the next line. A relic of a penal code. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're trying. I know. How can anybody read this with a straight face? A relic of a penal, penal code. <laughs> that penal relic. <laughs> that criminalized those acts until 1975, even between consenting adults. California's sex offender registry continues to draw that distinction, an antiquated, outdated, leftover distinction. So now um, laws that protect minors from um, sex offenders. adults from having sex with them is an antiquated, antiquated. outdated, leftover distinction. That somehow oral sex is worse than vaginal sex. I think we should maybe, maybe instead, we should go the other way around and be like, you know, since we can't have butt sex or we can't have sex with other items other than a penis, um, maybe it shouldn't be allowed at all. None of it. Like with minors right. from 14 to 17. Yeah. Of, of people that are overage. Because... Um, you want things to be fair, which is what he's proposing here. How about we propose it on the other side that, hey, just don't have sex with kids or right. teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. It says it makes no sense. It disproportionately impacts the LGBTQ people because LGBTQ people whew, are far less likely to be engaging in penile vaginal intercourse. Really? Wiener told the San Francisco <laughs> Examiner. <laughs> They like to say his name over and over, too. <laughs> Wiener, who co-sponsored the bill in 2017 that made knowingly exposing a partner to HIV no longer a felony, claims his support Wait, for... what? Wiener co-sponsored a bill in 2017 that made knowingly exposing a partner to HIV no longer a felony. That's bullshit. Yeah, so that's what he's attached to. Claims his support for SB 145 has exposed him to danger. Like Carlos Danger. <laughs> I've been the subject of death threats and personal attacks, threatening to decapitate me and send my head to my mother. Wow. That's really specific. 
Wiener said earlier this week on an online news conference, the kind of slander not just against me, but against my community is outrageous and we have to speak out against it. He singled out QAnon conspiracy theorists. It always comes back to QAnon conspiracy theorists. Uh, of course. Who believe he is attempting to legalize pedophilia. Well, it kind of, sort of sounds it like that's is. what he's sponsoring. Yeah. We're just going to leave that at that because um, what's your opinions on that, Bill? Um. Yeah, I think that is exactly what we're talking about, about normalization. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when you talk about grooming and, you know, when people talk about the Me Too movement, you know, about people, men in power, you know, like forcing themselves on other, you know, those that, you know, women or, or minors or whatever, because they're, they're, you know, underneath them. Right. Yeah. Isn't that exactly what that is? If someone 10, about 10 years older than you is kind of, you know, grooming, you know, if, mm -hmm. if you're 14 and you got a 24 year old, you know, like buying you stuff. I mean, that's, that's PV. I right. mean, that's just like, come on. Right. Yeah, um, I, I I don't see how this can possibly be anything but a kind of a horrible thing that could lead to precedent to other laws being passed that Absolutely. further further progresses towards the legalization of pedophilia, which I guess that's maybe my QAnon conspiracy theory brain right. um, at work. Those, apparently. But um, yeah, I'm just going to leave that story there because it's gross and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Right. So we're going to keep on moving on. Um, we got some stuff going on um, on a national level. And yeah. specifically, the the post offices are under attack by our dictator president because um, the post office, which is the most amazing source of um, mail delivery, is um, um, apparently against fascism have yes. you seen those ones where it's like the usps yes. is yeah, against yeah. Fa right. it's like rain snow sleet or fascism, fascism. <laughs> so heroic <laughs> right thank it's, you post and, and, and those memes were like they looked like nazi germany propaganda posters is yeah. what they reminded me of so yeah. um you had a story or you had some stuff to talk about the post office i don't know if you yeah. want to pull up the story or just talk about it um so let me actually so this is actually a bill that was passed back in february okay there was an audit of the post office done and found that the post office has basically been sucking all kinds of money no a government agency right i know how is that possible so um it's let's see the post office has lost um Let's see. Oh, okay. So the it says the Government Accountability Office has found that the post service postal service defaulted on more than forty two billion dollars in payments. Wow. Um, yes. To who? Um probably back to the government. Well, uh, they're I mean they can just kind of shuffle stuff <laughs> well, around. That's kind of what they do, don't they? Um so let me see here. Okay. Um between two thousand ten and two thousand eighteen. Budget also seeks uh, uh, to familiar federal retirement cuts and higher federal employee contributions towards health benefits. Um, so this bill was signed back in February. It's called the USPS Fairness Act. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, Trump in his grand wisdom has decided to do this reshuffling to save the post office $97 billion mm -hmm. uh, on an election year. Well, when they are saying that this is probably going to be the year with the biggest amount of mail-in votes. Yeah, and there's no political um, 
right basis behind this or exactly yeah, he, he's not using this as a way to um maybe possibly uh distract or not distract but like um push away from the whole mail and vote idea yeah so the democrats are saying he's trying to sabotage trump says let's see here he has a lovely quote here he says um, I'm just making it good. We have a very, very, very good business guy running Three berries? Three berries. I, I believe, yes. And I want to make the post office great again. Oh, God. He likes making things great. I know. And we're making it so it's going to be good. <laughs> How many times can he say very, that? Very, very good. And, and we're going to take care of our postal workers above all. We're not firing people. What am I supposed to do? Let it continue to be bad? So if you fix it... They say, oh, he's tampering with the election. No, we're not tampering. So, yes. The guy needs to pick up a thesaurus. The guy <laughs> needs really to learn does. new words. He needs to stop using very. Very and big and great. So apparently this is going to cut over time. And it's supposed to make the postal employees more efficient. And um, it's supposed to... Uh, it sounds like it's gonna. they're going to start charging people money. More money. It uh, looks like they want to jack up pr- tra- prices on like Amazon and such uh, to well, get them to pay more. You know what that's going to do? It's just going to push Amazon to privately do their um, own shit. Do their yeah. thing, which they're already doing. Exactly. They already have their own Amazon vans that roll around. They're already pushing towards yeah. being their own entity, their own delivery service. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all it's going to do. Good luck, I guess. Yeah. And I am all for like making government agencies more efficient right. and downgrading them and centralizing or like not cent- streamlining them yeah. and cutting back as much as possible and stop this ridiculous um overspending yeah but politically charged absolutely right. oh yeah Again, why would you start it six months out from no not even six months three months out from a national presidential election when you know there's going to be all these like you know mail-in votes it's just to me it sounds Again, not smart. No, no. And I, we've been saying the last few weeks, every decision he makes is people are screaming that it's politically charged anyway mm-hmm. because of a re-election year. Yeah. This one seems very much so considering um, he's definitely at the forefront of the push against mail-in votes because right. whether or not you think so, he thinks that um, there it could uh, definitely be a lot of uh, – um, Lost votes, or right. you you can manipulate an election through ma- uh, primarily mail-in votes, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's true. I mean, it, absolutely. But I mean, it looks like he's doing that as well mm-hmm. by you know trying to reshuffle the post office. Mm-hmm. So, but I I did hear about one one city or something where a, a postal worker got charged because she mailed out, or I don't know if it's a postal worker oh, or yeah. election lady. It, yeah, it was postal worker in New Jersey. Right? Mailed out a bunch of already checked. Yeah ballots like they're already checked like democrat yeah. or something so it's def the potentially is obviously there yeah to have um like an unfair or a biased mm-hmm. election and more so with an antiquated system such yeah. as mail-in votes yeah and to me it's like okay if you can protest you can go vote you know mm. it's like come on well why can't we i mean yeah, there's hackers out there. Why can't they set up a very like secure system of online voting? Mm-hmm. Like there are super secure government websites out there, right? Where 
um, you have to val- like verify your identification like mm-hmm. eighteen times to right. to get like your driver's license mailed to you. Right. Why why can't they why can't they figure out a system of online voting in twenty twenty? Yeah. Right. I mean that makes too much sense. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have solutions to problems. I just, I mean, we'll just bullshit and uh, bitch about what there is. But I feel like there is a more efficient way of doing this. Yeah. And the post office, it is a government agency, so they can't be efficient. I mean, government spending is just, they're always way overspending on anything they can think of. So um, I'm pretty sure... Uh, agencies like FedEx or or UPS, uh, private agencies, are probably way more efficient with their spending because they have to keep a business running. They don't have yeah. a government propping them up. Right, exactly. So I'm all for just disbanding the USPS altogether and just mm-hmm. keeping some of these private, get more maybe private right. delivery services because there's almost monopoly right now mm-hmm. with U- UPS and FedEx. I mean, what other options do you have? Get, right. get more people so there's more... Um, there's more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. There's just more people in the mix where they can bring prices down mm-hmm. through um, free markets. Yeah, and stuff, I mean, so. and whenever you see the government propping up an industry, prices are usually more jacked up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they are less efficient. There's more workers on the payroll, and I mean, it's just like, yeah, no, I agree with you. So let's uh let's get away from the U.S. a little bit because there's some stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on throughout the world yes. with like um, treaties and um, people like hating other countries, like countries kind of button heads together, countries that you never thought are getting together. First of all, um, there was this story about um a former CIA agent being charged with years of spying for China. Yeah. So what is going on there? All right. So we have here, this is Alexandra Ma. Mm. Apparently he's been working with Chinese intelligence since 2001. But the problem is he's also a former CIA and FBI officer. He is 67, retired. And apparently this has been a long um, sting operation to try to find out where the leaks have been coming from. Uh, They found him, and it looks like he is looking at uh, life in prison. For how many more years? He's 67. 67, exactly. Um, It says, This serious act of espionage is another example in a long string of illicit activities that the People's Republic of China is conducting within the and against the United States. Alan E. Kohler, Jr., assistant director of the FBI's counterintelligence director, said in a statement. So... Again, you know, this is the, uh, what, fourth spy that they've kind of found in the United States mm. in the last uh, month. And so it's obvious Chinese got the a long, like, a large intelligence uh, string going through the United States. But you know what? You know that there's tons of U.S. spies in oh, China. Yeah. So, yeah, we know it all over the world. Exactly. But um, I it made me think and wonder if, because we're kind of pushing this narrative against china with right. everything with the coronavirus with yeah. um tiktok and stuff how easy would it be for some one of our our president or somebody high up to be like we found a chinese spy some old retired guy right. that's just like yeah. or even a no, no not an existing human just right. be like hey this this name we just made up he's a chinese spy so yeah. we're all just like fuck china 
Right. And yeah, right. So, no, you make sense. And the other part of it is how long have they known about it? Mm-hmm. You know, they could have known about this guy for 20 years and maybe given him some false information to get right. to China. And now they decide, well, we need to, we need a patsy. We need right. someone to make China look bad. So let's pull this guy in and, and you know, he's 67. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're trying to um, form a narrative to possibly go to war against a country, it's easy to be like, well, they're sending spies here. I yeah. mean, that was kind of the th- the whole um, Cold War. During that, it was al- there was always Russian spies here. Yeah. Right. I mean, everybody no, right. was a Russian spy. Yeah. Even people that had no attachment, if they just, like, agreed with communism, they were a Russian spy. Yeah. So... We have this. We have more spies going on, and who knows where that's going to go. But China is also forming uh, a um, kind of an alliance with Iran. Uh, and and Russia. And Russia. So, yeah, apparently. So the U.S. Uh, approached the U.N. with extending weapons and embargoes on Iran, um, basically, you know, keep them from getting nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. This was opposed by China and Russia. And um, basically all of America's allies, uh, France, Germany, Britain, they kind of sat back and were like, you know, um, we don't really care. Yeah, because China is paying the U.N. tab right now. Exactly. Like we, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, China's kind of working their way up in the in clout in the U.N. Yeah. And so um, Russia and China said, but you know what? We're willing to talk about it. So why don't we have a why don't we have a summit? Let's have a summit to talk about Iran's nuclear weapons. We can all get together, kick back, have some drinks. And uh, they say, we are willing to continue to maintain close communication and coordination with all parties concerned to jointly promote a political settlement on the Iranian nuclear issue. And Trump says, you know, no, this is a waste of time. I already know where you guys are coming from. I don't want to be a part of it. Mm. And so he's kind of, you know, if I was Trump, I'd be a little pissed off that our all our allies kind of sat down on it. So. Yeah. But again, like if China's kind of paying the bill that we're kind of pulling back on right now and not right. putting as much support into the UN, exactly. then of course all those countries are going to side with China. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. that's where the money's coming from. Yeah. So now you have that, you know, that beast that's Iran, Russia, and China that's been building up. You know, mm-hmm. um, America already uh, seized, seized again, I think, 40,000 gallons of oil coming over to Venezuela from mm-hmm. Iran. Wow. So Which, um, if I find it interesting, though, because there's been the whole um, Trump's buddy buddy with Putin. He's got Putin right, in his pocket yeah. for, for yeah. four years right. now, and he's the one like kind of opposing this when all the other countries are like, eh, yeah. eh, whatever. Let yeah, him do whatever. It, that is an interesting narrative. I don't think people are talking about is how, you know, how is it that Trump's in Putin's pocket, but the Chinese want to get rid of Trump. They're backing Biden. Mm-hmm. Right. But somehow China and, and Russia are buddies. You and know, Trump's well, according to this, the article, it says U.S. President Donald Trump said he probably would not participate in any such summit after arms resolution failure. Yeah. Is that not such a, a very, right. very yeah. Trump answer? It's like, nah, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to. Maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what Melania's got going on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll check my golf schedule. Yeah, right. So, yeah. um, yeah, I do find it really interesting that they push this um narrative between Trump and Russia and mm-hmm. the Russia gate and how um oh, that was all uh it was it was a thing um that Putin helped Trump get elected, right. and now 
if, if that's the case, you you would think Trump would be like so fully hands out oh, supporting yeah. everything right. that Putin wants. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know, I, I think Putin's right. You yeah. know, I, oh, he's good. You know, he's he right. calls him Putin. Yeah, that's yeah. his, his pet name. <laughs> right. He's like he would be like that that um, husband that has the really like um, dominant wife that he just like puts his head down. It's like, no, no, you're right. You're yeah, right, honey. Right. No, yeah, what, whatever you want. Yeah, what, we won't whatever. mention names, but you remember the guy in the basement and his wife would yell down <laughs> yeah. our customer. What are you doing down there? Yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. You, you get those people. And that would be if um, Putin did single-handedly get Trump elected, that's how Trump would be yeah, to anything right. that he said. And Absolutely. That's, and it seemed more like um, it seemed more like the other side would have um, hands out supported right. um, Putin in Russia at a time like this than than Trump seems to be right now. Yeah, but. right. So um, it just seems like people are drawing lines almost like we got the China, um, Iran, uh, Russia yeah. alliance going on. The U.N., I don't know what they're doing. I don't right. know what their side is in all this. If if for some reason China, Putin, and Iran decide to go to war against the United States, where would where would the UN sit on this? Right. Yeah. Well, like you said, they're in their pocket, and when you got the majority of nations sitting back and and not going with the United States mm -hmm. on something like this, um, that's kind of that's really odd to me. Mm -hmm. You know. So that'll be interesting because a, a, a nuclearized Iran to me just seems like a really dangerous thing. Yeah. Nuclearized most countries. Oh, anybody, any country yeah, is. exactly. So um, we'll just keep on going because speaking of forming alliances, um, but about a week ago, maybe a little more before our hurricane hit us, um, uh, the United States helped um, helped formulate an agreement between Israel and the UAE. Yeah. Um, what what does UAE stand for? United, United Arab, Arab Emirates. Emirates, yes. yes, yes. Um, so really big agreement. Yeah. Um, which is causing a lot of people to say that's a good thing, and a lot of people to say, no, that's that's shitty. Like a lot of the other Arab um, countries, right. like you were saying, I think Turkey and Turkey and Iran have Iran and were, said this is it. a betrayal of the highest order. Wow, that's high. Yes, yes, it's it's it's, it's the, of the highest order. <laughs> Not just any order, but the highest order. Yes. So, so I'm going to actually read this article. This yeah, is do. on Al Jazeera. Um, so this one says, this one is says the UAE says agreement with Israel is not directed at Iran. UAE minister says agreement to normalize ties with Israel is a sovereign decision. Um, it says the United. Arab Emirates agreement to normalize ties with Israel, which is bizarre to me because these two nations have been right. fighting for yeah. thousands of years. Well, not nations, but two groups, people right. groups, have been fighting over the same territory for thousands of years. So it says, agreement to normalize ties with Israel is a sovereign decision that was not directed at Iran. The UAE Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, Anwar Gargish, said. That doesn't even sound like an Arab name. It doesn't. Anwar does, but Gargish? Yeah, Gargish. He sounds like the guy who went after the Smurfs. <laughs> Gargish male? <laughs> that would be like almost almost a Jewish name, I would think. Interesting. Um, Israel and the UAE announced they were establishing full diplomatic relations in a U.S. broker deal that will see Israel delay plans for annexation of land it already illegally occupies that is sought by the Palestinians for their future state. 
Now remember, this is Al Jazeera, so yeah, yeah, it's going to be illegally occupies. Yes, yeah, because it's um, an Arab or Muslim-based right. newspaper. The UAE-Israeli peace treaty is a sovereign decision, not directed at Iran. We say this and we repeat it. We do not accept interference in our decision, Gargish said on Twitter on Monday. On Sunday, the UAE summit Iran charged Defares, I don't know how to pronounce that, right, in Abu Dhabi and gave him a strongly worded memo in response to a speech by Iranian President Hassan Rouhani that the foreign ministry described as unacceptable. Uh, speaking on Saturday, Rouhani said the UAE had made a huge mistake in reaching an agreement to normalize ties with Israel and called it a betrayal by the Gulf state. The U.S.-sponsored deal has been seen as firming up opposition to regional power Iran with Gulf states, Israel, and Washington view as the main threat in the conflict-riven Middle East. So they're saying it's it's basically to kind of form an alliance against Iran. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's to like create kind of a power structure mm-hmm. because we've had the, the Israel-United um, States alliance, right. but um, if you can throw more in it against Iran— yeah. Um, then we have that much more power over. I find it interesting that um, they're using that carrot of, you know, not annexing the West Bank mm-hmm. to create this peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been a really hot contested area for a long time. And I'm kind of surprised Israel would go along with that, I to be too. honest, because like you said, I mean, this is pretty much since um, Israel became a state back yeah. in after World War Two, it's been going on. But right. the, the land was fought over. For generations, for right. for thousands yeah. of years, and, like and, I said, uh, Israel expanded that land. Um, there was a uh, 1967. There was another war mm-hmm. where some of the um, Palestinian state um, countries or Arab countries tried to invade Israel. Yeah, Israel beat them back and then claimed that area as their own. Yeah, and so they've held on to that area for a long time. The well, then that- what a year ago, Trump basically announced that uh, Jerusalem was. Right, the capital. Israel was the capital of Israel. Yeah, which, right. How can a foreign country dictate take yeah. that when it's been something that's contested for so long? Right. So the fact that the UAE would even talk to Trump, after it makes that. you wonder what Trump offered them. Right. Yeah. Because it they, definitely makes you think there's an, another carrot. Involved. It can't just be, hey, we're not gonna um, annex this area anymore. We're not gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. cease uh, build up in this area for a while, at least temporarily, right. until we. Until something else happened, right. but they had to have offered something else to both right. sides for yeah. both sides to come to the table right. to somebody that they think deserves to like be obliterated from the face of the world. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden be like, you know what? We're buddies now. Right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, and there, there's so much, buddy. so the way I gather this, do you remember, um, like West and East Germany, right? Mm-hmm. You had the Berlin wall and people on either side of the wall they may have been family or whatever but they couldn't talk to each other they mm. weren't allowed to visit or whatever yeah this is kind of the same thing so what israel has done is they've unblocked phone numbers from people that live in the west bank now or mm. or uae from people in the west bank so that they can now talk to their family members really? and stuff yeah so they're kind of going all in on this so and i know this um deal was kind of orchestrated by jared kushner which is yeah. obviously um the most the best person for the job he's no yeah. no way has um any kind of conflict of interest being right. the son-in-law yeah. of Absolutely. donald trump and next best candidate for the antichrist yes obviously um so it, it, i would like to if we had more time i'd like to dig into there there's got to be some there's some biblical yeah. references here because oh, yeah. i know there's like the seven-year peace peace agreement between right. 
Israel and the the surrounding um, Muslim territories in yes. there, in the Bible. But um, we don't have a lot of time to get down that rabbit trail because yeah. that could be an entire episode itself. Absolutely. And, and to be fair, I think um, that um, Ivanka Trump could probably convince me to be the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'll get back into this article for a bit and see if there's anything else. It says, um, Israel, the Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has insisted the annexation plans are only on temporary hold. That, that's what I was saying. Yeah, right. And yeah. I hadn't even read this far yet, but yeah. like for the time being. Yeah. Because I, I know the way Israel is that when they have, when they, have a mission they're they're going to continue with it regardless of mm-hmm. of what is being told to them or what they should do so um for him to just say you know what we're not doing this permanently um like i said the uae has to have something else to hold on to yeah. because obviously this isn't going to be enough for them to be like hey everything's normalized now because that for the next year or so they're not going to annex this area right so it says, on Sunday, Israel's intelligence minister, Eli Cohen, told Army Radio that Bahrain and Oman could be the next Gulf countries to follow the UAE in formalizing ties with Israel. So again, building up that alliance. And I noticed it was only normalizing ties between Israelis and one of the groups of Muslims, like the Sunni or the Shiites. Right. I think it was the Sunnis. Yeah. And so if... I'm assuming Iran's probably on the other side of Yeah, they are of the, very hardcore fundamentalist. Yeah, so it says Israel signed peace agreements with Egypt in 1979 and Jordan in 1994, but the UAE, along with most other Arab nations, has had no formal diplomatic or economic relations with it. Oman maintains friendly ties with the U.S. and Iran and has previously been a go-between for the two feuding countries. A close ally, ally of Saudi Arabia which has not yet commented on the UAE-Israel accord. Bahrain hosted a senior Israeli official at a security conference in 2019, as well as a U.S.-led conference on boosting the Palestinian economy as part as part U.S. President Donald Trump's Middle East plan. Interesting. So Donald Trump has his own Middle East plan, mm-hmm. it sounds like. He has his way of what it's supposed to look like, and as U.S. generally has uh, their own view of what the world should look like so um obviously he's pushing some kind of agenda here there's got to be something going on here and it's almost again it's election season it's election time um you remember back in 2011 immediate or 2012 immediately before elections all of a sudden we caught um osama bin laden yep yep a great victory for um america and for uh, the war that's been going on still, yeah. even after the fact, for 21 years now, or 19 years now. Right. But um, for something like this, this big, giant peace treaty to just pop up mm-hmm. now, I feel like, again, a, a political charge here. Yeah. Like, hey, let's make this happen now. So that way it looks like I'm mm-hmm. doing these bigly things. Right. And people will reelect me because, yeah, I mean... Which this, I mean, this was a a, a positive move for mm. him, right? Um, I recently read. We didn't talk about it, but um, you know, he did the executive order um, for the uh, the uh, to extend the uh, benefits um, for coronavirus. Okay, right? Yep. And I was had read an article that um, uh, 
that has like 40% approval amongst Democrats. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's so a huge move. So he's kind of coming across party lines there, which yeah. for a Democrat to support anything he says, whether it's good or bad, is insane to me. Exactly. Considering so, the, the, you know, how upset people get about Trump. Yeah. So we got this coming up. We've got um, all this stuff going on and supposedly these great things happening. And what was it? Two years ago, he kind of normalized relationships between North and South Korea. He did, yes. Which, uh, I mean, that's still kind of a shaky issue. I was going to say that's kind of on the on the ropes now. But, it, it, I mean, it's still more normal than right. it had been in 60 years. Yeah, he did more than years. Dennis Rodman could. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. Playing basketball, maybe soften the heart of um, Kim Jong-un <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. I remember when that whole um, thing happened when I think they first stepped across the lines oh, of yeah. 38th parallel. Um, and Dennis Rodman did an interview and he was all like in tears and stuff because of, he was so proud of what has been accomplished and, and all that because he is buddy, buddy. He's like best friends with Kim Jong-un. So... I don't know. I don't know. Do you think this is real? Do you think this will stick? Do you think it'll be something like North and South Korea that I, I think it'll stick until um, until Israel's ready to comp continue continue their plans? Their plans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, what I think too. <clears throat> and that kind of seems like the whole North and South Korea thing. It seemed mm -hmm. it was like they stopped their weapon nuclear weapons program. Then as soon as things got a little iffy, like, Oh, I don't like that. Hey, let's right. start this back up. And then they were like, okay, we're ready to pull back again. And then things got a little shaky. It's like, let's start the program back up. And, yeah. and, well, and like they said, as far as we know, Saudi Arabia hasn't said anything to UAE about mm -hmm. this. I'll be curious to see if they try to put some pressure on the UAE to kind of, you know, move in a different direction. Well, it's, it's interesting because, we are buddy buddy with Saudi Arabia. We have been forever, and we're obviously close relationship with Israel. Mm -hmm. It's just weird that we can be in such a close relationship with both, and yet them be like mortal enemies with each other. And, and yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out between a power such as Saudi Arabia because they have a, a lot of clout. And yeah. um, <clears throat> a lot of money, too. <laughs> so. At the uh, end of that article, it talks about how Kuwait has vowed that they, they will be the, the very last country to ever normalize with Israel. Who's that, the UAE? Uh, Kuwait. Oh, Kuwait. Will, oh, so yeah. they just never <clears throat> will. It'll yeah. never happen. So, well. and, and Kuwait is real close with Saudi Arabia also. Oh, so. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, we are going to have a short first half here because... Um, um, I want to give more time to um, our guest, uh, D Dan Smolt of the uh, System is Down podcast, and um, because we we tend to go long. So um, we didn't have a ton to go off, but there was a lot of stuff going on in the world that we wanted to point out. Um, I don't know if you did you have anything else on this, or um, we could just cut right into break and just call him up and see what's going on with him. Yeah, let's give Dan a call. Okay, um, we're going to go to break. Again, uh, check us out on the social medias. Do all that fun stuff. Um, share us around. Give us a review. Give us a comment. Give us even just a shout out. If you have stories or you have any opinions on any of the stuff, let us know. We have a, a chat forum on Facebook. It's um, just the the um, Break the Bell forum. And so if you just look up in Facebook search Break the Bell forum, um, 
hit a, a request to get in. We'll we'll let you right in, and then you can um, join in on the conversation. Um, let us know anything that pops up. If we do, like this last bonus content we did, we live streamed it on the Facebook forum, which we might have to change that up and maybe live stream on YouTube or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I had I, a couple people that were upset they couldn't find it. So. Yeah, because if you're like subscribed to the page but you're not in the forum, you you couldn't have seen it until we released the the recorded version the next day. So we might have to change that up and move it to YouTube or another platform just so we can get more people involved. But definitely get in the in the forum because we get people sharing stuff. We'll, we'll share some stuff that we don't necessarily talk about on here, yeah. and we just share some funny memes and stuff, and 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 just continue the conversation there. Otherwise, um, we're gonna go ahead and get into a break. Go get yourself something to drink and get settled in, and we will try to get Dan called up, and then we will be back into the conversation. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We've got a special guest on for this second half. Um, you've met him before if you actually checked out our bonus content the other day or last week. So um, this is actually if you watch our videos or listen to our podcast and make it to the halfway point, you might hear um, our, our commercial break for our one and only sponsor who has been our sponsor for the last, what, 10, 11 weeks that we've been doing this. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Which is goulashmedia.net. And um, this guest is actually the man and the balls and the face behind. This is um, Daniel Smolt, who is actually my brother, if you don't know. Um, so Daniel, host of The System Is Down and... The uh the face behind goulashmedia.net. Dan, how's it going? Good. Very good. Thank you so much for having me. And I also <laughs> had the pleasure of designing your website. I forgot to oh. mention. Well, I, I, I know was... you had the pleasure of stealing it out before after you stole it. <laughs> should we should we check that out now? <laughs> you can check it out and screen share it if you want. Um I don't know if I have that. Why don't you check it out and screen share it? Because I, I just got my laptop back. It just back. redirects to my website still. Oh, oh it's still there. So no, so you didn't you didn't design. You just, In a you way. just fucked up my my <laughs> you just stole my all my info and stuff. Which we were gonna figure out a cool way to when you did come on the show to figure out how to transfer that over to us, but we never got that far. So <laughs> at some point, we're going to have a website that's not redirected back to the systemisdown.com. <laughs> but um, Dan. I planned all, all sorts of ideas of, of places to redirect it. And then I just never got around to it. <laughs> it so just I'm just going to give it back to you because I don't want to have to pay for it in here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 
Um, so you are, like I said, you are the the creator, the designer, the man behind uh, GoulashMedia.net, and you are also the host of the System Is Down podcast. Last time I tried to get you to give uh, kind of a little plug for the System Is Down podcast, and nobody learned anything from it. But <laughs> didn't know if you wanted to say actually anything of more substance this time and tell people uh, um, about your podcast, or if you just want to keep it a mystery. <laughs> what did I say last time? Just last you can time find you it said on it the was, internet or something. And then you said it was a podcast where you talk about people, places, <laughs> and things. That sounds right, and that still is accurate. Uh, um, <laughs> but judging by the tone and or tenor of your question, I feel as though I am expected to give more of an explanation. The it's podcast. You. Do you want people to listen to it or not? <laughs> uh, you know that I don't care. I'll do it either way. But um, fair enough. Uh, we talk about uh, uncomfortable topics like conspiracies, politics, and religion. It was all designed around the idea of just expanding our thoughts and our, our brains by having civil dialogue about things that most people deem taboo, especially here in 2020. Um, things that get you kicked off of YouTube. Things that your family prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. <laughs> and we do so in a humble and civil fashion. Humble and civil and as much of an asshole way as, as physically possible sometimes we do it in a humble and civil fashion until craig comes on the show <laughs> oh maybe it's just me all right that, that's fair enough like i've never claimed to not be an asshole i've actually we've actually owned up to it a couple times on couple the show times. so yeah of course so that's okay yeah that's actually where i got my podcast um roots was kind of helping out on your show for a couple of years three you've been yes. going what for four years now three years something some, Some amount years. of time. More than one and less than a hundred years yes. you've been doing this. So Accurate. That, Thank you, Weatherman. So you, you're also, like I said, uh, the man behind um, goulashmedia.net. And what a lot of our viewers I have seen um, post some of the, the um, more recent libertarian candidate video, po political videos and stuff like that, but specifically from like the Vermin Supreme era and then some of the early like Spike Cohen and, um, is that how you pronounce his name? Cohen or Cohen. is it Cohen? It's just Co Cohen. Co Cohen. Was, Cohen. Get, get a little bit wider and you'll be, you'll be there. <laughs> All right. Cohen, Spike Cohen. And then the, the Joe Jorgensen ads, I, I've seen, um, some of my listeners actually post those around and what they may or may not know is that you are the creator and the designer and the, the brains behind those ads. And so, um, Dan, five, six years ago, did you see yourself maybe coming on a show and talking politics or getting yourself involved in politics in any way, shape no. or form? No. Um, in fact, it was when I, when we were out in the Des Moines area, when I was leaving there, somebody asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? And that would have been at least like seven years ago now, I think. Uh, right. But he asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? And I was like, well, five years ago, I didn't see myself here. So I have no idea where I'll be five years from now. And I certainly didn't know where I would be seven years from now with all this craziness. Of course, none of us did, given uh, the scope Crazy. of 2020 so far. Mm -hmm. So how'd you do... Um... How do you get into, because you started with Vermin, I'm guessing that was kind of your, well, you were kind of involved in social media side and uh, with the Libertarian Party, but then somehow you fell deep into the Vermin campaign for a while there. Um, I never did anything officially for the Libertarian Party. I was just doing stuff for the show and it and doing stuff for like Lines of Liberty guys and a couple other Libertarian podcasters and things. So 
Um, yeah, I fell into the vermin camp because I, I knew of him. I, I had met him at Porkfest the year before um, up in New Hampshire. And uh, I, I knew his whole shtick and his satire and all that stuff. And I found it funny, but I heard that he was running as a serious candidate, quote unquote. And I didn't take it seriously, as most people didn't, until I went to the Illinois convention, um, which was right before the lockdown. Um, and I met him there, got to know him, interviewed him. And the stuff that I saw him say on stage, the seriousness, the different side of him that he presented there inspired me to just come back and put together a video that showed what I saw, which was uh, an, an actual viable candidate and a crazy outlandish and wonderful idea in putting a guy up that could garner tons of attention and be a big middle finger to the system, and uh, but still having important things to say in the process. Uh, so I, I put out the first video and then they loved it obviously and shared it around and they asked me to join on with their team. I did a bunch of videos for his thing over the, the span of, I don't know, three months. And then uh, now I'm doing Jorgensen stuff and a bunch of other things. So, <laughs> so did they come after you, um, the Jorgensen people after that? Because Spike was uh, Vermin's guy. Did Spike is that how you got in? Was what through Spike or did uh, Joe's campaign come to you or how'd that work out? You know Joe's campaign didn't come to me. You know full well. <laughs> well, not everybody but, knows. Yes. Uh no, Joe's campaign did not exactly come for me. Um I, yeah, I was still going with Spike, and Spike was Vermin's running mate, and for those that don't know, the Libertarian Party, uh, the the party nominates both the president and the vice president. Uh, it's not like not like the other two where you nominate the president, and then he picks a guy or a gal, obviously. Um, so, Is it obviously, though? Is it obvious? Yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Spike, Spike still gets the spot because he's... Uh, a wizard with words um and he's a millennial and podcaster it's just a really crazy combination having him and jorgensen who's like a psychologist and she's got the uh the buttoned up approach the more classical classical approach the combination of the two is great but spike got in i got uh pulled like he he wanted me to come on with them he pushed for me to get into joe's camp and everything and they had talked about it um Long story short, because I don't know how much I can legally discuss, but right. long story short, they, uh, Spike and I did what we had been doing. We just made a video and put it out without getting approval or anything, because uh, that's what we did for when we, he was riding with Vermin. So we just did that like we always did, and some people weren't a big fan of that video, and suddenly the plans for me to go out to Orlando were not as scheduled as they had been in the past. I was not quote unquote fired, but the plans that were there were no longer there. Um, All right. And so after that, I just said, screw it. I'm going to, you know, push this thing forward, whether they want me to officially or not. And so mm. I put out a video on my own within 24 hours of all this stuff blowing up. And, um, and they saw that video and they're like, well, shit. <laughs> and mm. let, let's just say I've, I've been working for them ever since <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's been odd and it's especially been odd to think about the fact that there are people excited for the next political ad for a thing like when has mm -hmm. that happened in history right. <laughs> right bill you've seen the joe ads and i have yeah 
Yeah. Um, I, I like like you're saying, I haven't seen an exciting political ad ever no. in the history of political yeah. ads. You, usually, a political ad pops up, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, Do I right. have to watch this? Yeah, as soon as it says this, this is sponsored by right. Joe Biden for president, and it's just like shit. Or Americans for Biden. Yep. Right. Yeah. And all I'm doing is making stuff that I would want to see if it wasn't me making it, stuff that would get me excited. Like I got inspiration from Judd Weiss. He did McAfee's videos back in 2016, mm-hmm. and those still stick with me as inspiring. They were like nothing I had ever seen before. And I have even told him this, and he's like, yeah, dude, your, your stuff's incredible. Keep doing it. If you need anything from me, let me know. So cool. uh, like I, I got inspiration from him, and that inspired me to keep doing this, and hopefully that'll pick up and make a wave of you know new ideas and new content to push these this message forward instead of just boring old political ads of somebody talking in front of a white backdrop like gary johnson and bill will did back in the day right what, and, what go ahead uh, i was just gonna say and and for i know we have quite a few viewers who are not familiar with the libertarian party um and are familiar with you know um joe jorgensen or spike Cohn. um mm-hmm. Maybe we could post a link to the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll Can we'll we put that? we'll put his videos in the show notes. Um, okay. All the political ads. So if you haven't seen them, go to the show notes and we'll post um, as many videos as um, he's released, and then we'll keep we uh, he's posted them on the forum at least. So we'll we'll keep people updated as those come out. Interesting to me is uh, what what I see the the ads that you've released for them as they they seem more like movie trailers than they right. do like yeah. political ads. Exactly. And it, yeah, that, I and think I, that's what the draw is. Right. And I actually had that conversation with somebody on the team today, somebody who's more into the old style of promotion and such, we'll say. Um, I had the conversation of, I'm not here to make a political ad. That Those have proven to not work. Nobody wants to see that. They get annoyed when they come on. I want to make something mm-hmm. that excites people for... Um, like I want these things to all kind of tie together and have hints and clues and weird stuff in them that uh, make people want and look forward to the next one. Uh, and cr- uh, basically treating it as though Joe Jorgensen has won. We made the movie and it comes out in November. And so let's promote it in that way because that's that's what works for real. Mm-hmm. Like politics doesn't sell in any capacity whatsoever. Movies certainly do. So why don't we take that approach? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got either one of you I've seen. I've seen them all over YouTube videos lately. Even I'll be watching like a Ben Shapiro video or something just because I like seeing him bash on other people. And um, they'll pop up like the latest Democrat ads. And it's what's the what's the senator, Democrat senator guy who he's like the head Democrat senator. What's his what's his name? Shit. Uh, Schumer? Chuck yeah, Schumer? Chuck Schumer. He comes on and it's just like, it looks like he's at his home because everybody's social distancing, obviously. And he's like, you need to go out. The time is limited. We need a number of petitions to get blah, blah or a number of donations to get blah, 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 to get the Senate seat flipped because everything you donate will be tripled if you donate today. And that is it, literally... <laughs> As boring it's like as brainwashing. it is. brainwashing. It's right. like yes. brainwashingly bad. Uh, it's almost like they're like, we can't excite people, so we have to just stare them dead in the eyes and tell them what to think, and maybe that will give some sort of psychotic effect that uh, convinces them that we're honest well, human beings. It's kind of – it's been working, though, for how many years now, the whole – yeah. Has you have to, you have to <laughs> – well, I, I, as I guess far the scare as tactics the two, have. The two-party yeah. system, yeah, it's just like – 
things are horrible right now. Do you want things to keep being horrible? If you don't want things to be horrible, vote for us. And everyone on that side is like, you know what? Things are horrible right now. He's right. (laughs) We should probably do that. I don't like when things are horrible. It makes me scared. And when I'm scared, I'm not comfortable. So I'm going to vote for that guy, no matter what he is. Yeah. So reptile or human? Let, 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 yeah, reptile for sure. Uh, it, Chuck Schumer would be, if there are reptilians out there, Chuck Schumer is the poster child for reptilians. Him and Pelosi, oh gosh, they yeah. are just like me- face melted um, reptilians out there. Um, let's, let's just keep pushing into politics. Um, like I said, you're, you're in the libertarian camp. You are a, a voting delegate, aren't you? I am a delegate. I am a member of, of the Illinois party and a member of the national party so um as and far I do as videos. if you don't know what the libertarian party is it's it's there is actually a third party option out there um we'll we'll get it's into called that the more. green party yeah yes the green or the the communist party <laughs> but we will to get into that but i want to get your take kind of on the two-party system that's going on like how, how do you see this um election process going down this is like the we thought 2016 was the most bizarre, and then 2020 okay. happens. You get, um, you've got Joe Biden who hasn't left his basement that we know of for what six months, and when he does, he's always wearing a mask. So I'm pretty sure it's probably a, a, a stunt double. Um, I actually heard somebody say that they think it's his son dressing up in a mask to to go out, so nobody actually knows how decrepit he is. Um, Are you talking about his son that died? Because <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> a different conspiracy theory altogether. That would be really interesting. Um, and then I, I've heard it said that somebody has witnessed, like, when he's leaving, he was, like, leaving a restaurant, and they saw him being, like, helped out, like, almost, like, hand-in-hand hand with a caretaker. Like, you would see somebody walking their grandpa in a nursing home, like, mm-hmm. down the hallway. Just And then we, we get um, Joe Biden. He just came out. And nominated Kamala Harris as his running mate. What, like three days ago? Something like that, yeah. It was, yeah, like Tuesday. It's Kamala. Tuesday. Like comma, and Kamala. then you start singing a little song. Oh, yes. Kamala. It Which is means, Kamala? Yeah. Yes. It's not Kamala? It, it means blessing in Hindu. Oh, no. Oh, there's another language that it means horrendous and awful in. Literally, <laughs> look it up. I don't remember so, which language, like Swahili or something. So it's pretty much the two-party system. She's either a blessing <laughs> or she's... Right, depending on which side of the two parties you're on. Exactly. Well, like, it's... Uh, she She's like the two-party system. Terrible. Bill I, Bill, I know you've been looking into Kamala and, and some of her stuff. I, I, I wanted to get your take and um, Dan's take because, Dan, you said you've been working on some video stuff for, yes. not for her, but like against her or um, kind of opposing her. So Very con. Who, who wants to start? Kamala Harris, now I, the, the vice president nominee for the Democrat Party. It depends on how we're wanting to do I just this. dabbled. What's that? How are you wanting to do this? I don't know. Bill, what do you know? Dan, what do you know about Kamala Harris? Is she, I is know. she the savior savior of the Biden camp? Is she going to bring but, the world together? First I, off, you asked me about a half an hour ago what my thoughts were on the current political situation and climate. And the first thing that came to mind was if 2016, let's say 2016 was the release of the first Matrix movie. It was like, whoa, that was insane. That was mm-hmm. intense. I can't, I can't imagine anything crazier than that. And then 
Matrix Reloaded came out and you're like, I don't even know what is happening anymore. I don't, that's, that's what 2020 is. It's the sequel. Um, and the, the script has been completely tossed out the window and nothing makes any sense. But my, my first statement on Kamala Harris, to put it as kindly as I can, is that she is a raving psychotic bitch and uh, she must be stopped at all costs. Yeah, that bad. <laughs> softened it yes. up a little bit didn't you yes yes uh and if she was a man i would say the same thing it's not a sexist thing it's just the demons inside of her that come out when she opens her mouth that's what leads me to believe that she is the devil incarnate Specified. and i'm not a trump supporter <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's sad and we've said this every time we talk against like biden or anybody on that yeah, side we just preface like, it we are not Trump supporters. We are not yeah. on the, the team Trump. But, so, but, holy so fuck. Do you feel like they picked her solely for her race I've, and her gender? I, okay, here's my theory uh, before we get too deep. Um, here's how I see this decision go. Um, we end up with Biden somehow. You can kind of justify that if you really squint and tilt your head. <laughs> Um, but, but they put Biden in, in a time where there's all this like racial tension, there's all this problem with cops and Biden's done some really bad policies with like the crime bill and, uh, pushing for stricter, uh, penalties, pushing for more people to be killed literally. Um, which I do have a video clip if you want, we go can pull it. that up for show yeah, and tell. Let's do it. Yeah. Go for it. I'm all about show and tell. Uh, you don't have screen share enabled for me. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I don't even know how to do that anymore. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, you right-click? Oh, here we go. There we go. Nope. That wasn't it. Well, you guys get to see our shitty side. Um, That's okay. All right. Give me half a second. I might edit this out. Maybe I won't because I can do what I want. The shitty side go. started about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> All right, how about now? Does it allow you now? What did you just um, say? Yes, nothing. <laughs> I said thanks for having me. Um, Damn, this is the shittiest guest I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to share computer sound. Wait, that's sharing desktop. Stop that share. Oh, Get so out of there. I'm the problem. Yes. All right, can you see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, this is Papa Biden. Here you go. Let me tell you what is in the bill. And I'll let you all decide whether or not this is weak. Let me get down here a compendium of the things that are in the bill. One, the death penalty. It provides 53 death penalty offenses. Weak as can be, you know? We do everything but hang people for jaywalking in this bill. That's weak stuff. So mm. that's Biden saying that the death pe that they're not killing enough people for the crime bill. Oh. Yeah. It's weak. Biden. So it's such weak weak policies that we're not killing people. Yes. Mm. Um he has obviously said I know you've talked about all the latest fun things that have come pouring out of his mouth every time he yes. opens it yes oh did um, you see uh we, i might have to pull up the clip while you're talking about your stuff but um he was he was on it did an interview with cardi b over the weekend oh yeah 
mm. one of the probably you told the me most... about it and is that i haven't watched it yet but is is it um can you turn the captions on at the bottom like does it make any actual sense to, to read along or <laughs> <laughs> any I of mean, them speaking english within within 15 seconds of the interview you hear him say come on <laughs> in typical joe biden fashion come on man were you a crackhead <laughs> junkie I don't think he said I didn't watch the whole interview. I don't think he said that to her. Did he sniffer? <laughs> it was a it was a Zoom meeting, but oh, okay. um one of the things he said was hang on, I've got it. I, I did note that um she she was highly educated on her views on politics. It sounded almost like AOC talking. It was about that that she, that's probably educated. who she was channeling. Um he said well, he was talking about back in the 70s. He's like, the civil rights movement just be starting. Wow. And typical <laughs> Joe B. And he called himself Joey B at one point. Did he oh, call himself Joey He's B? like growing up because wow. he brought his daughter in who is like way too old to be really liking Cardi B. But right. he's like, my daughter is a big fan of yours. You think uh, like she's he, like 75. You'd think <laughs> he'd like pan over to like a 15 year old. She looks like she's like 35. It's like, what? Really? He's like, and growing up, he, she always called me Joey B. I was like, dude, come on. Lies. That's as good as Hillary being like, oh, I keep hot sauce in my purse. <laughs> oh, Kamala did the same. Um, oh, did she? On, basically, on, I think it was on the same show. It was on uh, Breakfast Club. Uh, when she was asked, which she's gotten crap for uh, when she was, run, I think it was in her Senate race, she was pushing that she would be the first Indian American to get female, to get in that spot or something. Mm -hmm. And now she's pushing on the Breakfast Club that she's going to be the first black female vice president. Like she's an opportunist, mm -hmm. obviously. Oh, yeah. It just oh, yeah. whatever yeah. comes up, that's what I am today. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she was on the Breakfast Club and they asked her. I might have a clip for that too. Hold on. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that one's too long, but um, there there's a spot where there's a point where they ask her, uh, "Have you ever smoked weed?" And she's like, "Have I ever smoked weed?" And she says, "Like it's her Jamaican heritage." And she says, mm -hmm. she like laughs about it. And she she even says over and over, "I did inhale. I did inhale. Ha ha ha." Uh -huh. and I saw that. Yeah. She has put fifteen hundred people. In jail for nonviolent drug offend offenses, uh, yep. just marijuana yeah. alone. Like, yep. Yeah, and she's proud. But now of she's laughing too. about it because she's super progressive and hip now. Oh, of right. course. Yeah, it, it's just what whatever side they want to be on. It's just like what, like you said, it's whatever um, works at the time. Whether or not she's like the first Indian senator or mm -hmm. the first black right. uh, female fits. vice president. It, yeah, just whatever fits the narrative at yeah. the time. I, I had seen. Also, uh, a debate. It was one of the the primary debates, and there was another female who was Tulsi running for Gabbard. president. What's her name? Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. That's her. Yes, and she was just totally breaking down. Uh, I've got that uh, clip too. If you want. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, if you want to play that, we'll see what yeah. we can get through. But uh, yeah, she she said, you know, she like referenced her Jamaican heritage, and her, mm -hmm. apparently, I heard that her parents were pissed off that she like pushed that stereotype too, because her parents don't aren't like stoners or whatever so right she can't do anything right and the the fact that they chose her uh we'll get into why i think that here in a moment but we'll see if we can find the record as a prosecutor this? and that she'll be a prosecutor yeah, president but i'm deeply concerned about can you hear it yeah yep okay about this record there are too many examples to cite but 
She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response. So, yeah. Yeah. It, Some it, fun nuggets there. It's funny what, looking at uh, the boards and like my friends that are liberals and stuff. She seems to only really be popular with white liberals. <laughs> I don't think she's popular with anybody. Like, it hurts my brain that they chose her. And I was telling Craig the other day, I, I think that she was a sacrifice. I think that they were just like, Joe's not winning this thing. Who do we got uh, that can, who, who, who do we have who is able to be controlled enough, who's an opportunist enough to do what we mm -hmm. say if mm -hmm. the unlikely scenario is that Joe wins this thing, dies, and she has to take his place, obviously. Saying it's unlikely that he wins or unlikely that she has to take his place or because the second part wins. seems pretty likely. <laughs> <laughs> if he wins, he will probably die immediately. But um, they want somebody who is well enough mentally there to do their bidding, but uh, somebody who everybody hates. They don't mm -hmm. have anything to gain from putting her in there. So I, I think that they're just like, we have nothing to lose here. Uh, we've got some of these up-and-comers like AOC and whatever, Ilan Omar Oof. and stuff like that. Oof. But we're not going to throw them away because obviously whoever we put in here is getting like dragged for the next three months. And that's probably going to be it for whoever they are in politics well, in any way. So I think they were just like, throw her out there, whatever. Let's get this over with and plan for the next one. That's why I think um, Trump ended up stepping down in 2012 because – um, it was pretty clear that Obama was probably going to win the next uh, four years, the second election. So instead yeah. of dragging himself through it, through the right. mud Make against Obama, I mean, why not wait till the next the next cycle in 2016 when he had a much better chance against somebody like freaking Hillary Clinton? Right. right. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, does Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris seem like the exact same person? They but really do. A different shade. No, slightly do. different shade. Uh, they have the, almost the same laugh. Mm -hmm. have, have you seen um, the images of Kamala or Kamala, however, however we're pronouncing it now? Um, Carmella. Carmelo. Um, after, <laughs> like, Cop there was Mala. like, like three weeks ago, it was like everyone was pretty sure she was going to get the nominee because she got this really creepy facelift about three weeks ago. <laughs> it was just like, let me stretch my face thin so um, I, I look. <laughs> Look younger and a creepier smile for uh, the vice presidential is, nominee. Is she broken out the uh, pantsuits? Is she rocking those? I'm sure she. Oh does. yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I think Joe Biden got the facelift too because a little mm -hmm. bit of his scales are starting to show through when he smiles. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like so you want to you want to know how I got these scars every time he <laughs> tells a joke that makes absolutely no sense uh -oh. to anybody, including himself. Yeah. He, he looks so much like uh, oh, who's that ventriloquist? Uh, he's got uh, with Jeff Walter, Dunham. the old guy, Jeff Dunham. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, he, he looks so much like Walter every time I see him in an interview. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he looks so much like him. If Walter had a creepy smile. Oh so man. So, <clears throat> so as we saw in that clip, um, Kamala Harris. Um, she is very like. She's the devil. 
Well, yeah, she's gone <laughs> so against like progressiveness as far as mm. like the things she's voted for, the things she passed when she was um, what was she the the district attorney or the attorney, attorney general, general for attorney the state? Yeah, she was the the DA in San Francisco for a while, and then yeah. she was the attorney general of California. Um, there's the the part where she talks about her promoting uh, the forced labor in, in the prisons, and what right. that was was slavery. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> what happened was they were trying to pass a bill that allowed um, short, like pretty much like half time for parole. So like um, you you go up for parole like in half the time you normally would. So they could kind of get the the overpacked prisons emptied out a little. And she pushed against that because she had the the program where uh, the prisoners would the if if they were like good behavior prisoners they would go and fight the the wildfires and stuff and in return they would get shorter prison sentences and if they're already giving shorter prison sentences why why would people go out to do this forced uh prison labor and so yeah. she fought tooth and nail against that because um she wanted this this system to keep going the way it was instead of um um having to actually pay firefighters to do this work right. Oh, I'm sure she got all kinds of kickbacks on that one. Oh, oh, absolutely. Did you know that her her family were also slave owners? <laughs> Speaking yeah. of slavery, uh, her father bragged about owning slaves. I think I saw that. Yes, I knew she Imagine was, but that I didn't know they bragged the other about way around. It. Oh, yeah, he he wrote about it and bragged about it. Apparently, um, yeah, and uh. The the biggest one to me is the death row, obviously for obvious reasons. Um, but I'm just gonna read you some some little tidbits and yeah, see see how you take all this information okay. in. Uh, she she pushed to suppress DNA evidence to prove the innocence of a man on death row. So she's she's trying to stop this guy from getting, you know, mm. proven innocent. That that should be enough on its what own. Was, right. What was right, her yeah. reasoning? Did right, she give a reasoning crooked. behind yes. it? Her reason was, get this, it would open a floodgate of people demanding DNA evidence on death row. Oh, my. Uh, because yes. God forbid other innocent people aren't killed by the state. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Is she getting kickbacks from, like, big, big um, death row It's just a waste something? of time to her. They're just another yeah. statistic, and she doesn't give a shit. Right, but, yeah, she uh, doesn't care. She's she just wants to get it over with and move on getting kickback from the people that produce the drug that they um inject people with <laughs> like so, what, what does she have to gain for like wanting more and more like less people to prove that they're um not right. worthy of getting the death sentence because she's a monster but uh yeah. continuing on uh when the evidence was admitted she tried to block it because it was because it wasn't turned in on time um because you know time time limits and little arbitrary rules determine whether somebody's innocent or guilty when there's evidence to prove his innocence sitting there. Uh, then when it was officially submitted, uh, proving that neither of the men convicted were involved and it was like a, a rape homicide, uh, she mm -hmm. fought the argument that there must have been a third person because none of their DNA was involved. So that must mean that they were still there, but there was just a third person because the mm -hmm. DNA evidence didn't match them. And then, uh, wait, I missed something. Um, no, that's it. Yeah. So, so she tried to block it because of time limits. And then she, even down to the very last bit, she said, well, they had to have been involved, but the, that, that DNA sample must've been from somebody else involved that they're just not telling us about like grasping at straws to make sure an innocent man gets put to death. It seems right. like monster territory to me. 
Yeah. Right. And if if somebody else's DNA was there and his wasn't there, what what's her proof that he deserved to die then? <laughs> right. And I don't know all the details on that. I'm sure there was a lengthy case and everything, but at the same time, if he if there's any reasonable doubt that he is innocent, then that's enough to right. get him off exactly. death row at the very least. It's supposed to and be it enough like, to get them off of being sentenced at all if there's right. reasonable doubt. I, I mean, I think that's in like the the playbook for like the jury if there's reasonable doubt um in theory isn't it supposed to be in innocent there. until proven guilty like beyond reasonable those, doubt those those are the the words of old back in the yeah. I don't the, think the ancient, text. <laughs> ancient text ancient text of like the constitution yeah right mm-hmm. yeah oh man kamala kamala um Calls herself or is self-described used to call herself the the top cop. How do you think that's going to play over in a world where right. um, cops are Being where they're, where they're well where they're shutting down? Um, what's the Paw Patrol? Is that right. the one where? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So you got you got Joe Biden, who's the author of the crime bill of the '90s, and then you got California's top cop coming in. So that's I I think that should play really good in this day and age. I think how she's going to spin it is. Um, that she, because she's even said that she policed the police, so I think right. she's going to spin it. Well, I call mm-hmm. myself that because I was always the one like holding the cops accountable. Yeah. When yeah. Well, then I don't think that's what... you while you were right. trying to stifle evidence to keep people alive. It's like yeah. take the cops out of Lego sets, take the cops <laughs> out of the streets, take the cops out of your neighborhoods, yeah, put them in the White show, House. Can't show kindergarten cop. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. So, um. What I I saw something on Facebook say with with Kamala Harris being uh, Joe Biden's nominee, all Trump has to pretty much do is say he's going to legalize marijuana and he's going to gain a lot more progressives than uh, even oh, yeah. uh, the Biden team's going to. Oh yeah, and it would be an easy sell. Like it'd be an easy sell for him to just take the whole thing home without any. I think it kind of already is there. If yeah, unless they can keep Joe Biden from literally from opening his mouth to utter a sentence for the next three months, <laughs> it's pretty much there. Like that's their only hope is that people forget that Joe Biden is mentally deranged and right. uh, they can only do that by keeping him from speaking. Oh, it, I, I mean, I don't, how long can you cover that shit up for? Like how right. long can you cover up that um, Joe Biden well, what is What are you going to gain if he gets in there? Like right. as the democratic party, does it help your case? If you put up a man who's losing his mind and like, uh, I don't know, has to be removed in the first year and replaced by a, a psycho cop. First year, I'm guessing like month, maybe. So <laughs> within mean, the first year that okay. covers a day, yeah. two days yeah. or a crazy amount of time, like a week that he would be able to hold the position. I, I, I did want to pull up. I got the... um joe biden video here so i'm gonna try to pull it up and with cardi b and just show you a little bit of how ridiculous this is just so you get an idea so give me just a second i'm gonna hang on i'm putting them over your face i'm sorry cardi b's a scary looking lady uh yeah is that her real face be a racist bill (laughs) i was referring to like i don't know she looks plastic let me see if this is going to play. Barbie or race? I don't know anymore. Can you even say race anymore? <laughs> I'm certainly not going to run a race. All right, here we go. Oh, snap. It's race. How you doing? 
I don't Hi, see her buddy. here. Hi, buddy. How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. The name's I'm... Joe. Is this what you do to all your guests? Hey. Yeah, basically. Watch us watch this video silently. <laughs> and listen to us talk about it. All right. <laughs> well, let me try to get that in there then. Hang on. Hang on. Gosh, While you do, I'll, so I'll throw out some picky. more. I'll throw out some more Kamala facts. Um, okay. <laughs> she, uh, I think it was also on the breakfast club uh, on the, along the lines of pandering to the black vote. She said she went off on this, this little tirade, not tirade, but this little tangent of how she loved Tupac and loved Snoop Dogg. She listened to him all the time in college, which was, say, she too. was in college <laughs> before Tupac and Snoop Dogg came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. So wow. people called her on that. And it's like, you are, Maybe even worse than Hillary's hot sauce on that no one because you are making up things entirely. <laughs> what is up with these Democrat women? I don't know. <laughs> Just making shit up. Well, let me Just let me grasping. see if you can hear this. Um, tell me if you can hear this. If not, we'll just put it in later. So don't talk because you might um get an echo. So I'm supposed to well, not you, Can you hear that? As a matter of fact, watch me, yes. my daughter. The love of my life. The life of my love. She's a fan of yours. Hi, a... how are you? This Hi, is Ashley. Oh, my Good. God. Those nails. Is that you know cool? the nickname she gave her father when she was growing up? She'd call me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related <laughs> to something. Yeah, Cardi B <laughs> and Joey <laughs> B. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Well, I just want to say How are you doing? I feel so crazy because I feel like I'm a little bit late. But Biden, let me tell you something. When you have kids my age, uh, like the one my age, two years old, your schedule never go as planned. You know what I'm saying? I, I, You're telling I me? I got four kids, five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert. I understand about kids. The most important thing in the world. They come first. Yes, definitely. Always. I kid come first. There's that smile. Keep it that way. <laughs> so, Joe, I heard you got some questions for me. As oh, awful as it is to watch, imagine First just all, hearing the audio. I don't know if I've understood a single word. Cover so of, oh, I tell you, that's pretty good. That's pretty big time. Number yeah, one, But number two, thanks for your generosity dealing with people who are suffering from COVID. We, uh, you know, this is there's so many people who needlessly are in trouble, who are needlessly have died when they didn't have to, if we had taken the precautions we needed to. And thank you. You have a generous heart. You have a generous heart. And what, what I wanted to know was, tell me what what's your main interest in terms of <laughs> what I'm this doing election? Is, where are we right now? Where am I? I want and I wish and I desire uh, for our next president. All right, that's enough of that. I can't. I can't. Um, so one I wanted one of the things I wanted to point out was you notice how it kept like cutting closer to him and cutting mm-hmm. back, you know no. they're just well if you're did you see that you could see it right no um, did, were shit. you able to hear sorry. it or just hear us um, well sorry <laughs> um anyway I forgot that um okay I'll I'll right. I send the, you the link at the gist anyway they, every time he he'd be like what I want to know is then it would cut closer but it, you could tell it was the same camera. But they were just editing. Mm-hmm. It was super edited. It was like every like half a sentence it would cut back, and they were just like, <laughs> "Joe, stop saying that. I say this." That. They'd tell him what right. to say, and they'd cut in, and he'd say that, and then they'd tell him what to say, and it cut out. You would think they would know to have a second camera on him at all times so that they can cut away for <laughs> every stupid thing he says. Well, you could tell it would be like, "Oh, what I want to know is cut, 
I, I really liked that. It's like, that wasn't a question, Joe. <laughs> like, that's that's the edited version where it's making him more coherent than he actually was. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, you, know, you remember how uh, Obama, when he was first running, he was going on all the late night shows and stuff, oh, yeah, trying to yeah. be the cool, right. cool presidential. Well, that's nom- what Bill Clinton did. You know, he was on Arsenio Hall playing the saxophone. Yep. And now we got Joe Biden. And Trump was he, on SNL. <laughs> he's, he's like, I got all these questions for Cardi B. You know, he hasn't fucking heard of no, Cardi right. B. He's like, oh, wait, wait, it's B? That's her last name? <laughs> <laughs> they call me Joey B. My my daughter called me Joey B growing up, and you you didn't see her. Jo- Bill, you saw how old she looked. Did oh, she yeah. look like she'd be? She like, looked like she was like my age, yeah. like forty. <laughs> Definitely did not look like a Cardi B fan. Yeah, I've got another. I've got a, another Kamala share. All right, there. Can you see it? Yep. Not be standing here, were it not for the education I received, and I know many of, many of us will say the same thing. Yeah. And I believe a child going without an education is tantamount to a crime. So I decided I was going to start prosecuting parents for truancy. Jeez, what the fuck? Well, this was a little controversial in San Francisco. (laughs) And frankly, my my staff went bananas. They were very concerned because we didn't know at the time whether I was going to have an opponent in my reelection race. But I said, look, I'm done. This is a serious issue and I've got a little political. She doesn't. They were freaking out because they didn't know if she'd have anybody running against her. That means she's like. This was a psychotic move that should never be done. And if anybody was running against me at all, it would be a bad idea. But since nobody is running against me, I can get away with this. So I'm going to throw parents in prison because their kids skipped school. And and they they had a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. And she finds that amusing. Yes. Go mm, capital. And I'm going to spend some of it. And oh. this is what we did. We recognized that in that initiative, as a prosecutor in law enforcement, I have a huge stick. The school district has got a carrot. Let's work in tandem around our collective objective and goal, which is to get those kids in school. Even if it means putting, taking them away from their parents, putting their parents in prison, putting them in a foster home so that we can make sure they get into their indoctrination camps and learn Mm. how to become factory workers and military men. Did she yeah. say I had a huge dick? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> then she compared it to a carrot, and then she held her hands up like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's this big. <laughs> so are so, we going to start the the theory of uh, Kamala Harris's trans? Well, that's why well? <laughs> that's why you said obviously uh, men and obviously women, and that's why I was like, is it that obvious though? <laughs> so are there, who, have you heard knows? the birther stuff going around about her? Yes, yes yeah. I've heard. And, I knew that was coming. Oh, and I, I had an article. I wish I had my other laptop up because um, it was it was this obviously one sided article, and it's just like the people that believe QAnon and the people that believe this, and clearly the debunked that are are saying that she is. Uh, they're they're spitting this conspiracy theory that that's clearly wrong that she was born in what Jamaica or somewhere mm-hmm. or not it was her her family oh her it's because her her parents weren't legal immigrants and so I lost you you lost who I lost your audio oh hey <laughs> there you are. go I ahead I forgot to unmute myself oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she was her parents were Jamaican and Indian I think her mom was Indian her dad was Jamaican they were non citizen immigrants at the time that she was born like they weren't legal yet she Mm. was born technically that's not 
a legal citizen, but mm-hmm. and there's actually people who are like, was her Senate run even legal? But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Personally, I don't no. really give a crap. But right. um, uh, I I did see that Donald Trump made a. St- they asked him like, "Have you heard about this?" And he said, "I don't know anything about that." And they're like. Donald Trump is pushing crazy conspiracy yeah, right. theorists, uh, which makes him a racist. Like he literally said nothing, and you still yeah. say that that's well, a racist yeah. thing. Well, it, it's hilarious to me because I've seen the videos of him. He's like, I, I heard that. I, I, I heard that from a prominent lawyer, and he's like really, really smart. But that's all I've heard. I don't know. That's right. it. I don't know. Yeah. Which I, that I, is I the Trump way of kind of poking and saying, a really smart person says it's true. So. You decide, well, but campaign, I don't know. I'm not taking credit for it. <laughs> his campaign manager has basically said, um, we're, we're not going to follow this at all. Yeah. And I, I think he said something like that. It's just like, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. And they're like, well, they he didn't come out. To. He right. didn't come out and denounce it. He right. didn't come out and say it's not true. So he is basically in turn saying it is true. It's like he just said, I haven't heard anything. That is it. I, I don't know that that's the most I've heard. I don't know. But that that's enough for them to be like, yeah. oh, my God, he's like supporting this and he's pushing this theory. Right. And, you know, he, he doesn't have any reason to push the theory at the moment. Like no. he doesn't gain anything from doing anything other than showing her terrible words of her monstrous history. But uh, like this, it would only bring him down at this point to push that narrative. But if they get elected now, since he didn't deny it. He could go back and say, "Hey, let's look into that a little further." <laughs> mm. So let's um let's kind of switch sides a little because um we've we've bashed on Biden, we've bashed on Kamala. Be- before we do switch sides, I I did want to point out I thought it was very interesting on I think Sunday or Monday days before they announced that Kamala Harris was the nominee. Um, a wrestler with the name oh, yeah. last name Harris <laughs> Kamala was Ka- Kamala for Kamala last Harris. name Harris died and so like the headline news was basically kamala harris died today (laughs) at age 70 and so i thought that as soon as i saw the headline i'm just like this is like a babylon b satire thing that they're making they're saying a wrestler but they're making fun of kamala harris and then i realized it was true and then like the next day they came out and announced that that she was running for (laughs) for vp for joe biden i'm just like this is there's 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 got to be something there in the conspiracy world i I actually even mentioned that to somebody today i'm like you know uh that's the person who's like oh her name means like blessing in hindu and i'm like you know there was a pro wrestler named that (laughs) and he just died and they look kind of (laughs) similar same makeup right um anyway i on that note i did want to switch sides what what do you think of Biden's campaign this year? How how is that going? Because I hear people saying, "Oh, he's way behind in the polls." Then I hear people on the other side saying, "This is going to be a landslide because it's freaking Joe Biden and Kamala Harris." So, uh, what's your opinion of um, the atmosphere of the Republican ticket? Of, like with everything that's going on, Trump running his freaking mouth all the time about mm-hmm. um, um, the riots and. Um, pushing for martial law or whatever he's doing. Um, how do you think he's? How do you think that's going to play out in terms of the election? I think that I have an echo for one. Oh well, I don't have an echo, so I don't care what you have. That's cool. Go ahead. Uh, I, th- I think that uh, Joe Biden's campaign began as a dead horse, 
and Kamala Harris is a bullet that was shot into the face of the dead horse. <laughs> and that is the best visual depiction that I can muster. Um, I think that Republicans shouldn't get too cocky. It seems like there's yeah. not any chance that, like, who's going to look back on this campaign and be like, do you remember that Joe Biden? Man, he was inspiring. Man, yeah. he really, he really spoke to my, yeah. like, the only thing that Biden has for him, has going for him, he is alive and he is not Donald Trump, and that is right. it. That's yeah. that, that's the platform they're playing on. It is not it's, Trump. Yes. Not Trump. <laughs> and they put Kamala in there because she can be a throwaway candidate yeah. uh, entirely, but also right. she is a woman who is of color. So we yeah. get the 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 vote from some people who are too dumb to look into her yeah. history. Uh, there. Um, yeah. They're the ones that are like, okay, you thought this was an election of old white guys, but wait, we have a surprise for you. Just wait. It gets worse, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just don't look like at it. <laughs> we found a female, uh, a minority female, and she's actually, we managed to find one that's worse than Joe Biden is. So do you think that's the, um, so how they're playing the not Trump role, do you think that's kind of how the Trump, Trump campaign's playing out? It's like, dude, we got this. Basically, like Donald Trump, we got this in the bag. That's his like <laughs> political I mean, stance. I, it would not surprise me at all if they're behind the scenes, just like looking at the Democratic Party, thinking, "What the hell are you doing?" Uh, but at the same time, I, I there's certainly a part of me that thinks that they're working together on some sort of strategy that surpasses all of this that we are allowed to see and able to see mm. in this very small window of time that we call an election. But um, I think that it's. Uh, they're going to win in a landslide unless something crazy happens. Like mm. if an entire economy collapse happens, which some They're Democrats trying. are certainly pushing for. Mm. Um, like if something like that happens is kind of their only chance, their last last ditch effort before they restart their conspiracies next year. But right. um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't yeah, think they're... that Republicans should get too cocky and assume that yeah. he has the win because that's it, it's people sitting at home thinking, yeah, we've got this in the bag that are going mm -hmm. to make Joe Biden win. And I don't want Trump to win either. So go out and vote for a third party. <laughs> um, on that, how, how would you, um, for those who don't know anything about the Libertarian Party, how would you put into layman's terms, like in a nutshell, what does the Libertarian Party stand for? And how does it differentiate from the Republican and Democratic Party? Yeah, I was going to go there next. It's just like, what is this third party? Because... I've talked to like my in-laws and some other people and right. they're like, what's the libertarian party? Right. Well, so yeah. What's the difference? Give, give your pitch for the libertarian party. First of all, like tell us in a nutshell what the libertarian party is and what that, what they stand for. The libertarian party is about leaving people the fuck alone. The libertarian <laughs> party is about uh, personal liberty and freedom. Thus the name would denote However, liberal kind of denotes that too. Um, but no, I, I digress. Um, the Libertarian Party is basically just about you own yourself, you own your property, you own your labor, you own the product of your labor, your property, obviously. And uh, people don't have the right to take that, infringe upon that, harm that, anything. And that includes your, your yourself in its entirety, what you put in yourself, the decisions you make for yourself until that harms somebody else. You do you. If you make bad choices, you live with the consequences. If you make good choices, good on you. Um, but it's about leaving people alone and getting government out of people's lives because there isn't a single thing 
that the government has done that could not that could not be done better with a free market uh i system of ideas where people aren't held back by um legal tape and everything to keep uh progress and ingenuity from actually occurring the way that it could it's 2020 we still don't have the ability to vote without pushing punching a card or mailing in a thing through snail mail it is 2020 do you think that we would be having that problem right now if we left innovation open to just everybody to to come up with ideas mm-hmm. like well, how will we note, not come up with a better system than this for everything especially in politics well on that kind of on a side note but along that um we see how Elon Musk, who would be like the the space innovator of like the free market system, and then you you see like Obama during his presidency. How many years did he say it was going to take us to to get oh, man into space? Yeah, or, I think he said like twenty twenty four or something. Yeah, like that. it was like some ridiculous amount of money with a, some ridiculous yeah, it was like amount 10 of time. Years and like twenty four billion dollars, just made up numbers and yeah. Right. And Musk did I, it. He's not like, going to be in office anyway. So what difference does it make what he right. says? <laughs> well, then Musk comes out and does it in like four years and like one billion dollars or right. something, just yeah. blows it yeah. out of the water because. Government efficiency is not efficiency at all. So just kind of along those terms, like you see like the government, you hear jokes of like the military will spend like um, $200 on a toilet seat or something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not far from the truth. I've seen military spending and how it works. And so um, I can imagine the government spending probably isn't much better. Yeah. And I find ways to lose money. Yeah. Where they they had talked about um, the, the only reason like smartphones the internet is possible today is because of the repeal of like the telecommunications act mm. of like, um, I, I want to say it was like, they repealed it in like 96. And that's the only reason, because re- I don't know if you guys remember, but you used to have to long distance fees. You know, if you mm. didn't have that, you used to have to like a, a special card. You have to punch in the digits to be able to call long distance. Yep. And then like, once they repealed that act, all that went away and, you know, and now we can call, you know, Brazil if we yep. want to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I always thought it was Al Gore that gave us the internet, but I guess I guess that's <laughs> I mean, wrong. You know it was. So, um, yeah, back to the Libertarian Party though. It's all about like keeping shit at the local level, mm-hmm. from my understanding of it. Um, I do hear like a lot of infighting, like inner fighting in the Libertarian Party, and that's why a lot of people say they can't gain traction because everyone kind of has their own view of what the Libertarian Party actually should be. Right. That's Go that's ahead. the problem, though. The problem is that when you take a group of people who believe, who think enough for themselves and aren't sheep, who actually come up with their own thoughts and their own ways to be an individual and encourage other people to be individuals, there's going to be fighting because they're not just like, well, we've got our savior here every four years. Right. That'll be the person we cling on to. It's mm-hmm. like nobody in the Libertarian Party is sitting around going, man, we're probably going to win the presidency this year. I don't think anybody is legitimately thinking that in their head. They're just mm. thinking of the best way to push the message of personal liberties. And when you when you have that kind of like localized mentality, yes, there's going to be fighting because we're not just glomming onto a savior. Or glomming onto a side, a party side. We've talked about this right. before. Like the reason 
the Libertarian Party is different is because the right and the left like hang on to whatever the right and left is saying, whether they believe it or not. It's like, well, my right. politician told me this. Like you get every Republican that says, Oh, I was I was blessed by Reverend Billy Graham, so I'm a Christian, mm, and you right. get everybody on the left saying, "Well, I believe that because they that's the things they have to say." But on the Libertarian Party, it doesn't seem like there's a set thing besides um like taxation and theft is right. the one big thing they all have to say apparently. So um, <laughs> it's it's part of the initi initiation progress, and uh, you have to join the cult. I, I, I won't talk mantra. about the specifics. <laughs> no, I I get it. Um, Not allowed. <laughs> but and I, I've said on here before, I, I'm not a subscribing libertarian, like as far as the party, but I, I, I lean more towards libertarian views as far as like small government sure. keeping um, things down at the local level way more than I do to either one of the other parties. So right. um, that's probably why for the first time ever, I will probably vote the libertarian candidate just for that reason alone. Well, no. The other two big reasons, um, <laughs> Trump Donald and Trump and Joe Biden, <laughs> right. those, those two big reasons. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you see, uh, let, let's say for some reason, a libertarian candidate gets elected. How do you put all this stuff in, in the world, in the country, the way it's ran, been ran for hundreds of years, at least for the last hundred years in this big, uh, big government system? How do you change that system without just completely burning it down and starting it over as a libertarian or or what have you well i have ideas but i wouldn't be the one being elected president well <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that because who knows where i'll be five years from now right exactly full circle um but uh i i think that uh if that were to ever happen first off i don't believe in the election process in any way whatsoever i think that joe should be allowed on the debate stage i also don't think Absolutely. that she'll i don't think that she will be allowed to no matter what she does even if she yeah. tries to adhere to their rules because they move the goalposts every time uh, right. another party gets close because this is not two parties this is one party with two different hats that's puppeting right. america but mm -hmm. um i don't think that they would ever allow a libertarian to get in necessarily unless i'm completely wrong about the entire thing but uh, if that were to happen I think that uh, it would be. I mean, I'm not on paper. I'm I'm I lean anarchistic. Like you have the right to do anything that you want as long as you don't hurt somebody else or harm or take their their stuff, um, and keep government as minimal as possible, if not gone completely. But uh, I think that the the best way to start out would be incrementally because people are uh, are crazy a person is smart people are dumb panicky dangerous animals and you know it um mm -hmm. tommy lee jones ben and black but uh nope. a collection of people like are irrational we can look on social media and see that pretty right. quickly mm -hmm. uh, like you can convince a person hey we don't need social security anymore uh an individual might be able to buy that but if you just come out and say hey we took away your social security uh overnight people lose their damn minds but if yeah. there's a, a process the idea is to figure out the process to best transition into less and less toward no government and do so in the way that best takes care of the people still. Like make sure mm -hmm. nobody's like left out in the cold because something was taken away, but uh, helping communities on the local level uh, uplift those people in ways that the government is ill-equipped to do and has proven to do, proven to be ill-equipped to do any of it for the last ever since government, mm -hmm. since government. All right. One more question on 
on your personal views. Um, do you think there is any necessity for taxes at all? We we kind of joked about it, but I, I I've talked to you a little about it before, like a long time ago. What are your personal views on that? I would say that there is probably an answer to to figure out where there is no taxes required. I believe that taxation is theft. I believe that taxation is murder because if you if they have the ability to take your life away for not doing a thing, then if they have that authority and that power, then that is the 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 potential that is there if you don't pay your taxes. So taxation is murder. I don't know necessarily what the best answer is or the best way to get there but um if it's wrong it's wrong and we need to figure out uh approaches to the best way to make sure that it doesn't happen anymore that people aren't stolen from and especially that they're not stolen from at gunpoint or locked up for you know not giving money for a thing that they never consented to which is i i've heard i i don't know how true it is but i've heard that the irs has its own like um like armed forces Basically, where they're able to come in, like you said, basically at gun gunpoint and take what right. what's theirs or what they believe. Do they is come theirs? in still in like so, pocket protectors and button up white shirts and thick rim glasses. They're like nerds with guns, <laughs> like yeah. chubby little white dudes. Like that dude in in St. Louis. <clears throat> oh my gosh! Like that guy in St. Louis that was wielding the freaking uh, the AR that had his his shirt all Pink tucked polo. into his khaki pants. <laughs> yes. It was Elliot Ness who took out the um, Al Capone. You know, he put together his Untouchables, that crew that went in and went after uh, Capone's taxes. Right, that's right. So he was an IRS guy. He was he was Treasury Department. Okay, so yeah, that's what they ended up getting Al Capone on was tax evasion. Of yeah. all the things that you can think of that Al Capone did wrong, they got him for tax evasion you know, because prohibition works. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Like he he made a, an entire kingdom based yeah. on uh, working around prohibition and still selling liquor and stuff Supply and having and the mob. Yes, uh, he was an entrepreneur, and then he got taken down because of tax evasion. That that's how worthless <laughs> your government is. Yep. Yep. Um, and then that lends credence to like the drug wars of today. Like how yeah. much of the violence of the drug wars could probably be avoided if there wasn't the All modern day prohibition. Oh yeah. I I mean, it goes. It it is a fact that prohibition on drugs and the drug war um, is the number one cause of black market violence. Oh yeah. You take away the drug war, there's no black market. There's no need for a black market. Therefore, there's no black market violence. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, then we'd have drug dealers everywhere. No, we wouldn't. We'd have some junkies ruining their lives, and we would try and help them. Ideally. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. help them in that situation instead of putting them in a cage uh, for mm-hmm. a few years and then expecting them to get out rehabilitated. Um, like, it, it's like when when our mother, Craig, you and I, when I had her on the show, and it's like she says something like, drugs shouldn't be uh, legal because it ruins lives and yada yada. It's like, it's doing that now. And if it was legal, would you would you do heroin, mom? No, you wouldn't. Okay, then what's the problem? Because there are heroin addicts now, and there will be heroin addicts if it's legal. Either way, you're not going to be doing it. The only difference is that person who has a health issue, that person Mm -hmm. who is sick, would be treated rather than thrown into a cage. Yeah, lives are being people are ruining their lives mm-hmm. left and right regardless of whether right. it's legal or not but more lives um, are being ruined because it's illegal right and then like you said they're getting thrown in jail 
Um, they don't. There's not a great system. I don't know if there's any rehab system in prison. I have no idea. I've never no. been to prison. It's, there's uh, even no. more drugs in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a yeah. There's a drug market in prison right. where where um, the guards just smuggle in drugs to prison. So you learn how to be a better drug dealer in prison, <laughs> rather than learning true, how yeah. to become, uh, you know, a, a better uh contribution to society like when you get mm-hmm. out you don't get out and then you're like well i guess i'm gonna go work at staples no you go back and sell drugs because that's the easiest way to make quick money so you can get your life yeah. back in order mm-hmm. yeah. and now you have a, a freaking federal offense on you or a right um so you you can't even try to get a better job mm-hmm. something right. better than working at mcdonald's because you have this um felony on your record now i i knew a guy that um i worked at um dish with and I had been trying to get him to leave Dish since I left Dish, and he's just like, "I got a felony. I can't. I'm surprised they hired me here. To be honest, the only reason right. they did is because they forgot to ask if I was a felon or not. <laughs> and so he's like, "I literally cannot leave this job and mm-hmm. and find a better job." So you and his was just drug offense. He got right. like um, narked out by somebody, and he was just. I th- I think he picked up some from his dealer. He wasn't technically dealing, but he picked up enough from his dealer to. Um, supply somebody else that he knew and the mm-hmm. person that he knew i'm pretty sure narked him out and he got like hit with uh distrib- distribution charges and so now that like i said the guy's pretty much fucked the rest of his life um especially if he leaves that and why job. is that why why is how come like is our justice system so worthless that we we bust somebody for having drugs for having something in their own system doing something to themselves we put them in jail for that as a felony and when they get out they aren't able to get a job because they still have that felony label why do they still have that felony label if they served their time like you sent the punishment if the punishment wasn't long enough for that to be off their name then you should have set a longer punishment by your own standards i i suppose not that i'm pushing for longer but iowa was uh one of the last states that um did not allow you to gain your voting rights um if you're a felon and they just passed a law a couple months ago, reinitiating those voting rights to felons. So um, I, I was just actually thinking in my head, the the guy I was talking about, he's from the great state of Illinois, who has now since legalized marijuana. I don't know how it works. Does that felony drop from his record, or is he still a felon? I, I don't have know. No idea. Because now these are the questions that we're going to have to start answering. Because. Uh, People like Kamala Harris are now really stoked on pot while 1,500 people sit in jail because of her. Right. right. Well, the same with Obama. He yeah. raved about all right. about all this stuff. And Bill and, Clinton, too. And they never— But he didn't inhale. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> but they didn't do anything That's to get thing. get some of these, um, um, like you called them, the, the nonviolent drug-using crimes. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything to get those people out of prison. Um, but, right. yeah, this—, this the state of Illinois decides, you know what, marijuana is not actually bad now right. that we're going to legalize it. But are they still right. leaving those felony labels on those people that did yeah. this thing? Oh, that worse. They now they're leaving people are... in prison. Like there's yeah. still people in prison for these things in Illinois where it's legal. Yeah. That like, makes no if sense. they did the exact same thing now, they wouldn't be in jail. Right. And <laughs> I, I don't know what the percentage is in Illinois, but I know in Iowa, 80% of people in prison are nonviolent drug like. Drug users, users, drug yeah. distributors, stuff which like is insane that. to me. I, I have heard that over half 
of the prison population of the entire world is there for nonviolent drug offenses. Oh, absolutely. Which is mostly the United States. That's insane. We have more people in prison in the United States, I think, than any other country. They're minding their own business and having – it's like Bill Hicks – Bill Hicks's bit where he's like, "Why? Where's my commercial? I, I, I've done drugs, and here's the thing: I laughed my ass off, fell asleep, woke up, and went about my business. It was great. Oh, <laughs> like, where's, yeah. where's my drugs you. commercial? Matter what? of fact, I, I nothing did my my uh, senior project on uh, drugs and everything, and actually, there's more people in prison for the state of Iowa for nonviolent drug users than any other country in the world except for the United States. That is pretty bizarre. Yeah. Well, um, we're kind of getting short of time with you. Um, I definitely want to get you on again, maybe do some bonus sometime. Um, so um, I, I, <laughs> I did find it kind of humorous that I was just like, you know what? The election's coming on. I'm going to have my brother on to talk politics. <laughs> like, and that's why I asked the question, like, six years ago, did you see yourself uh, being like the political correspondent of, <laughs> of anything? No, and I still don't feel qualified to speak on anything uh, except for ranting my my things that people might fact check and find are all completely factual. But uh... <laughs> hey, hey, we we preface that on every single episode. Right. It's like we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. We're just saying right. what we've heard. So so check us. And yeah, I, like... I can't say that I would be. I would still be into it because I was into it in 2016. But I don't know if I would follow it nearly as closely if I wasn't working with the campaign mm-hmm. on these ads and and stuff. Uh, it, it's there's so much and it's such nonsense 90 percent of it and this is the biggest train wreck of a year in every way but i i don't think even i would be um you know i i would be speaking talking about it very much at all if it wasn't uh for my involvement in the campaign right um last question do you think the uh the Libertarian Party or Joe Jorgensen, do they have any better of a chance this year than they have in the past, or is it about the same? Are they going to get any more traction this year um, with your exciting movie trailers or um, with just kind of the atmosphere that that people kind of seem to be waking up to the fact that a lot of this is bullshit? Do you think there's going to be a bigger percentage of people voting third party or think it's going to be the same? Well, I don't want to throw away a vote to, to Biden because I voted for who I actually believe in. Right. Um, I don't know. I can't predict whether or not it's going to be better or worse or whatever. I can say that I'm going to do everything that I am able to do to make people more excited about Joe than the other two. And it shouldn't be that much of a stretch because you're throwing away your vote if you vote for third party, right? But it's like, if, if you vote for somebody that is a terrible person, isn't that mm-hmm. more throwing away your vote? Doesn't that yeah. feel just dirty a little bit? Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if they're going to do any better than Trump or by or do any better than like the previous ones like Gary and um, what's his nuts uh, Bill. Oh, well. <laughs> but um, I, I think that this probably is the best shot that we've got to do better. We can you imagine if Vermin Supreme got the nomination right now with everything that's going on, like immediately after Joe Jorgensen gets the nomination. There's all these riots and everything, and mm-hmm. uh, all, all all these protests and things that Vermin Supreme is known for showing up at to help calm right. people down. Can you imagine if we had this guy with a boot on his head as our presidential candidate who is going out in public to these crazy riot places, helping calm the situation down? How much more impact that would that have had right now if, if right. we were like, we've got this, 
Not to mention, he's got a boot on his head and he's a genius. Like probably isn't wearing pants, more than likely. Right. I don't care how much Joe gets, Vermin would have gotten more. Sorry, Joe. Love Joe, but Vermin would have gotten more attention just because of his antics and his craziness. I can't say it would have helped the Libertarian Party, but it would have gotten eyeballs on it at least. (laughs) Right. Well... I think we're about out of time. Um, go ahead and plug your show, plug your company, plug everything you do. Let us know where we can find you, find out more about you, or or hear your beautiful voice. You can find all the things for The System is Down. Uh, the at TSIDpod is most of my handles on things, or TSIDpod.com if you want to just get links to all of them. We're on Facebook, Twitter, the like, YouTube, all the things that don't like us. But, um, yes, you can find out that stuff there and check us out every monday i do my show and uh, scott McElroy typically does his show on my channel as well q and chronicles every friday sometimes craig comes on sometimes i make bill come on uh you know all <laughs> sorts of fun stuff but uh you can also find out information about goulash films and goulash media goulash films is the video stuff that i do for all the campaigns and things and then i do graphic design and other promotional materials as well goulash films and goulash media goulashmedia.net and goulashfilms.com because somebody stole goulashmedia.net or .com domain from me and uh fuck what that a guy. bunch of assholes what asshole would steal a domain name out from Amen. under you when you're trying Amen. to start something <laughs> what a piece well, it's been awesome having you on. Um, you came on, like I said, on our bonus episode. I don't know how many eyeballs got to see that. I wanted to uh, get you on for a little bit longer because you um, had to leave and do an interview um, last Sunday when we did that bonus episode. So um, it's been great. Um, it's always good to have you on. It always, Every time I think about having you on, I think of on BoJack Horseman when the, the um, the dog guy comes on and is like, Bojack Horseman and I can't think of his name. What's his name? Mr. Peanut Butter? Yeah. Bojack Horseman and Mr. Peanut Butter on the yeah, same yeah. set? Is this a crossover episode? <laughs> I, I, I wanted to pull up that clip when you came on just, just you should to be like, it's, I, I, maybe I will. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome having you on. We're definitely going to have to get you on again, probably closer to the election. Maybe we'll do like some crossover stuff with, with debates. If, if debates ever actually happen, right. maybe we'll have I to get on. I don't think they're going to happen. But no, it'd be fun to get you on and get Bill on and maybe live stream the debates and just kind of bullshit about them. Mystery Science Theater 3000 type shit. There you go. An actual crossover episode. We could live stream on both ends. There you go. Perfect. All right. Well, it's been good having you. Um, We'll we'll, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it with all my heart. I hope that you have a wonderful day. You too. I I, I mean, we, we are here to support you and what you do. Help us help you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Good night, See you everyone. Later. See good you night. later, everyone. Bye. Goodbye.